listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from just north of the conservative capital of the most conservative state, where I have never been to heaven, but I've been to Oklahoma. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where it was sunny and 77 today. I'm Andrew Hoffman. Bro, it's crazy. So, <laughs> so November yes, 1st? Yeah. Yesterday's Halloween, and I don't know. We got the young, young kids. We we went around and did a little bit of the trick-or-treating. I'm not for it. I don't want to get letters. Don't write me. I don't care. Uh, but it was just the little kids, you know... I, we saw something that said that start at five, and I'm like, well, you know, I got a two year old, so it's like five is about right for as late as we need to be out. So we're like walking around and uh, walking around for roughly an hour at five o'clock in the afternoon wearing a, uh, <laughs> a Pegasus, somewhat of a Pegasus costume, was about enough for my daughter. She's yeah. like, she's like, it's hot. <laughs> Yeah, she, she was like halfway down. She's like, "Take this thing off! I don't even care. I'm just gonna go up to people's doors and get kicked." <laughs> like, yeah, it's not a uh, common occurrence up in the Northwest. It's always rainy and pitch black. It's like already dark by you know five, six at the latest, and not bright shining sun. Shining sun, but anyway, once the sun set, I think it dropped like twenty degrees, and uh, it felt a little bit more like a. October night. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's we had about two cold days, and then it's been been nice since, I think. Uh, chance of tornadoes this weekend, yeah, supposedly. I was, yeah, I was telling somebody else about that. They always predict that in the fall, and it never happens. Also, the chance of tornadoes prediction from a week away, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll, it'll make a fool of me. I don't know. Well, Maybe they'll just turn, it's turn a cliffhanger. It, this is this is you know for the benefit of the podcast listeners. So now they will all 
be in anticipation of whether we make it back on the podcast next week. Bro, if I made it back last week when each <laughs> member of my family was sick, including me, like a day before, and then like everything happened that, that day. that maybe, And then this day, where I'm pretty much a, a single parent for 48 hours, and we're still doing a show. I mean, if we're still... I can't imagine what has to happen for us to not do a show next don't, week. Don't say that. <laughs> also... Also, uh, we a, we don't exactly have the best track record of always doing a show. I agree. Like, I you agree. always forget that. Okay. Like we, you do one show under difficult circumstances, and all of a sudden, you're back to 52, 52 <laughs> shows a year, Kill Kenny. But the, you know, if hey, you do list- the math, 52 shows times how many years? <laughs> <laughs> it's 11, right? Yeah, 11. 11 so we should be Where coming we? up on 560 <laughs> and we're at 295 so hey my ambition my ambition is is great my i my intention is good how about that my intention is good we should be coming up on 560 and we're at closing in on 300 huh yeah. 296 so huh <laughs> you know they they say most podcasts don't make it past 3 so is that it really yeah, I think that's average. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm super excited that I'm here. I'm super excited that I did it. I just want to keep doing it. So I'm going to talk it up as much as much as I can. But yeah, you're right. Also, uh, on a completely related note, shout out to all the single parents out there. Much respect. I don't know how you do it. It just, uh, I don't, yeah. it just seems terrible. <laughs> it just seems yeah. terrible. I'm like, Wait. okay, you have to pretend like you're going to bed, but you're not actually going to bed, but you have to pretend like you're going to bed, and then I'm going to go put her to bed, okay? And then I'll come back to you because you're not actually going to be in bed, because. but she has to think you're in bed so that she won't lose so her did, mind. Did you go with threats <laughs> or bribery? Uh, uh, well, the... I went with bribery. Went with bribery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> the threats come in the middle of the night. It was like, I'm thirsty. There's water right next to your bed. Right here in a cup. Oh, I want more ice. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> Mom is good. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, shout out to the single parents out there in... Uh, Shout out to, we're just talking about James Corbett, the Beatle fan. The Beatlemania. Beatlemania, yeah, I'm... Not a Beatle I'm guy? Not a, I'm not a Beatles hater. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I have never had the desire to purchase any Beatles music, I'll put it that way. I, yeah, I guess I haven't... I mean, you'd hear enough of it anyway, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, some of the songs are fine, but... I think I came across my... Beatles stuff as one does, and I don't mean that I like stole it or ripped out ripped the MP3s. I mean like, I think my parents had a tape or two that I came across, and like I don't remember buying them, but I remember having a like a tape, and uh, maybe it came across a CD, but I don't remember actually purchasing it outright. But just like knew enough to know, I was like, well, this is important. I should try to check this out. And uh, jury's still out whether how important it was, but I I did listen to. Uh, couple of the albums when i was in my teen years especially pretty much if it's not a, a band that started in the late 90s it's you know it, i i don't claim to have extremely wide okay. uh, thoughtful musical tastes okay 
You okay. Know, it's like, did you get my intro reference? Uh, not really. Yeah. No. That's cool. Most of most of our older listeners, I'm sure, will. But that's the it's the lyrics of a song. By who? Uh, Three Dog Night. Okay. Just never been it, to. I mean, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Never been to Spain. I'm sure you've heard it before. But yeah, I came across it today. And I was like, ah, that's a that's a good line. I like that. Well, you know, it is God's country, so... I, and you know what's funny? Glad to be here. When I heard that, as I was driving down the road, I, I thought of you saying it was God's country, and I don't know, I had like a, a nostalgic moment with myself, looking at the Oklahoma sunset with the kiddos in the car. It's, uh, it's a weird life, put me back here, but like, like you said, man, happy to be here, so... Yep. Yeah, we had the, uh, the town of Piedmont, festivities on saturday all the bouncy house and overcrowded and food trucks at the church trunk or treat event saturday and then my oldest um i didn't i didn't go to this one but uh, my oldest went to the trunk or treat at her uh at the church where she goes to school sure on sunday so way too much candy, but by the time Halloween rolled around, we were done. So I I went golfing yesterday evening. So that was <laughs> good night to golf. It's weird the the Halloween festivities around here because uh, all the kids go outside and play with each other. Yeah, we we had more. <laughs> I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, you know, do kids even do that anymore? Because we never got any trick or treaters like Cascade Locks, Hood River. Never. And well, we got quite a few. Were you prepared? Yeah. Good for oh, you. Overprepared. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's just give away the candy that Kayla got, or, or <laughs> that uh, my my youngest got, because she she doesn't, you know, she's not into candy. So let's just give that away. But no, that did not fly. So we've got way too much. Way too much poisonous candy sitting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I did so good all day. Like, I how really, much seed oil and processed sugar can you fit into one tiny little? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. Chocolate, supposed chocolate bar. Yep. I, uh, I, I was, I was so good all day. I, I, I ate no candy all day, and there's just candy everywhere. And uh, right before the show, prepping for the show, cup of tea. Butterfinger. Just a big old <laughs> full-size Butterfinger. <laughs> Ain't nothing should keep you going. We better get into some stories, otherwise we'll be uh, we'll be crashing from that sugar high there. Oh, dude, I've been sugar high it for years. I'll be alright. Um, so, the, so there's, you know, I don't... We've talked about Elon Musk <laughs> enough. But hey, uh, hey, other than oh, okay, just just keep pause for a second, and I really want you to get into this because I definitely want to talk about it. But do you realize our listeners may know that the cue for you to start talking about the news is like a a prolonged sigh interrupted by a couple words like ah, it's just ah, yes, <laughs> e- I mean we talked about Elon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's get to it. Let's get right into the news. Hey, the people's champ, Elon Musk, is here. He's going to help us. Woo! Yeah! 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I must say, not uh, unmitigated, that my, my just disdain for him. Twitter has been amusing for about a week. The right people are angry again, which makes me, yeah. makes me smile. But and then uh, we've got a Luke Rudkowski tweet saying Elon Musk decided to wear a Halloween costume, calls the Devil's Champion this year. Why? And he's got a, you know, a Devil's Champion outfit with the Baphomet on the front, on the chest, and yeah, okay. That's... He looks for those who haven't seen it. He looks like Iron Man, but without the uh, like energy power source in his chest. It's just the Baphomet. Just powered by <laughs> yeah. Just you know. powered by the Baphomet. Yeah. So it's a weird. It's a weird choice. A weird yeah. choice. So the the other, I would say, most viral thing on Twitter besides Elon buying Twitter is this Atlantic article. Uh huh. I'm assuming you saw this. Of course. Okay. I have a, I have a clip. You've got a clip. It I've needs got to a, be a rant. in response to it, though. Mine needs to come last. Well, this is in response to it too. It might even be the same one. Who's, oh. who's it? Who is yours from? It's a nobody. Okay, you're just not going to answer the question. Uh, I don't know his name. Okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know well, his name. All right, we're off to a great start here. It's so good. it's no big deal. We let's play. Aldo on Atlantic Amnesty Plea, and if you're not aware, the actual Atlantic headline... Yes, please let everybody know, so people don't read the Atlantic or keep in touch with this stuff. Is let's declare a pandemic amnesty. amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we said and did during the... when so much was unknown during the pandemic. We gotta forgive and forget. So... This has not uh, not gone over well, I would say, and I'm sure part of it is the algo, you know, like oh he's reacting to this, so we'll show him this. So I'm, there might not be quite as much stuff out there, but just looking on Substack, there's like ten different posts about it. So the Atlantic, who owns um, the Atlantic, Andrew? Oh, uh, that would be. Uh, the widow of Steve Jobs. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Loren Jobs owns it. Loren yeah. Jobs of Steve Jobs fame. Of strange picture wearing a bathing suit with Ghislaine Maxwell fame. Of the pandemic's biggest fear mongers. Yes. And the Atlantic, even before she bought it, is basically known as propaganda for the East Coast elite. Like, this is what you read to know, to be in on the agenda. Hmm. You know, it's it's not supposed to appeal to us, us flyover staters out here in Oklahoma. It's always been designed for a specific group of, of elites. So, and we'll get more into that. But yeah, if you want to play, it's just a one minute rant about it from Aldo... Butazoni, who is affiliated with PragerU. So, I thought. The Atlantic just released an article by Emily Oster titled, Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. If you read between the lines, what this article is really titled is, Please don't hold me accountable for all the horrific things I did and said to you during the pandemic. 
They want so badly for us to forget all the criminal things they did to us during the pandemic. So in case you forgot, let me give you a quick recap. Remember when they unconstitutionally shut down our churches and arrested people who dared to worship? Remember when they shut down our schools and prolonged the reopening, leading to test scores dropping to the lowest levels in decades? Or how about these columnists mocking people's deaths and labeling them anti-vaxxers despite real concerns against getting the experimental mRNA vaccine? We know that many of the things Big Pharma and the government told us about COVID was a complete lie. We weren't in the dark, as the Atlantic claims. We were intentionally lied to by the government so they could enforce lockdowns, strip us of our constitutional rights, and push the vaccine passport. There are countless examples of inhumane and illegal things they did to us during the pandemic, and they just want us to sweep it under the rug and forget. Now is not the time for forgiveness. It's time for accountability. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Uh, we have what would be a clip that you would pick for this, and then a clip that I would pick for this. So... Mine uh, says all the same things. Uh, there's a few curse words, which I have edited out, but a little more animated. All right. Look, 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 look. They want everybody to forget and forgive everything that happened during the pandemic. We were all in the dark. We were all afraid. Like, nah, bitch. Like, that was like we all got kidnapped and put together on an island, and then all of y'all bastards were like, we should eat them. And we're like, what the and then now they took us off the island and we're just looking at you on the ride home like and you're like oh wasn't that crazy and we're like nah bitch. you tried to eat us <laughs> i didn't kick you out of those stores i didn't ruin your job i didn't tell you you couldn't come to the family reunion i didn't tell you you had to drop dead of a heart attack because you didn't get the jab so you're not welcome at this hospital there ain't nothing to forgive on my side baby boo this is a you problem and we're still talking about it Yeah, there you go. Same message, just a little, a little more flair. <laughs> it's true. We thought we were all on a desert island, and half of them were like, "Let's eat, let's eat them." And we're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and now we're all off the desert island. Like, Isn't that crazy? It's like, no, that wasn't crazy. What are you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you know how no one really knew anything, and it's. it's oh yeah, it's we like knew. The, the yeah we we did know we did it's just know. like the. It's just like Scott Adams yep. basically tried the same thing. Like, yep. well, I was going with the best information available. You had a 50, just because 50 shot to win. Just, you just picked it right. Just because you were all turned out to be right about the vaccine doesn't mean you knew anything else. It just means you got lucky. And yeah, you're looking at 50-50 yeah. shot. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, what I there's did a, There's was only I, been one of these events... You know, to this level, and you were a hundred percent wrong, Scott, and we were a hundred percent right. So yeah. maybe you know. And what I did was another I thought thing. Back to what has happened with the governments in the world over the last hundred years. Shoot, over the last twenty-five, and I was like, you know, something don't <laughs> feel right. <laughs> yeah, this is a little weird. So another thing. I'll read the, the title and the subtitle again. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Mm-mm. What does it not say? Uh, hold on. We, it doesn't say we need to apologize. Yes. No, no. It doesn't say to... Yes. I need to apologize. Yes. 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 There's or, no accountability. 
Yeah. That's 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 the main thing. A lot of people like, are talking about that. I think Zuby said yeah. something, and there was some really good discussions uh, underneath his tweet about it. But it's like no accountability, no uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Self reflection. No, not, you can only have amnesty. You know, if there's a Japan was like, hey, we're really sorry that we massacred all those people. And you've whooped our butts so bad that we'll just we'll sign the treaty. We'll be we'll be done. <laughs> well, whatever you want to do. But Japan refused to apologize to South Korea for decades. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, and this, this was not. actually like an international relations sticking point yeah. of like, no, we're not going to apologize. You know, and and I think of eventually. I don't know the whole story, but. There was kind of a half-hearted apology. It's yeah. still kind of a sticking point. There's, but the, there's still not you big can't, fans of You each can't other. have forgiveness. Well, so you can't have forgiveness without someone asking for it. But this is a total twisting of the idea of forgiveness. Yes. Somebody actually, I got to go back and find this conversation. Somebody's talking about it. It's like, hey, wait, the forgiveness has to happen on the behalf of the abused? Yeah. Therefore, he, allowing the abused, the abuser, to get off without. You you don't say, you need to forgive me. Yeah. Without saying I was wrong. Right. And I apologize. That's you know, it's not how this works. Come on. Yeah. When, no. I'd... When you're a kid and your your mom sits you down on the couch with your sister and says. Now apologize and then say three nice things about each other. You know, it's it's forced, but you got to start with the apology. You don't start with the "I forgive you." Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And this is—it's also not an equal power relationship. We're talking about governments, Here, the media. I found it. Uh, the issue that I have with the truth and large corporations. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. The the issue that I have with the truth and reconciliation is that it put the onus on the abused to accept and make the abuser feel better about their bad behavior the whole time that they were wishing us dead. Yeah. <laughs> it pushes yeah, it does. It puts the onus on the abused. Yes. So, and just uh, you know, just as a reminder of who the Atlantic is, uh, Raheem Kassam published or republished an article that um, they had put out in 1950 entitled simply Sterilization. The piece weighed and measured the benefits of mass sterilizations of those suffering from manic depression, epilepsy, the feeble-minded, and certain chronic criminals based on the idea that these were hereditary traits and should be forcibly bred out of human population. If you're thinking, that sounds kind of like eugenics, that's exactly what it is. And that was 1950. This is, you know, after everyone... This was in the Atlantic in 1950, yeah. In the Atlantic in 1950, so it'll be in the the whole things in the show notes. Uh, but uh, one of one of the quotes: "As for meddling with the sexual organs, there is a deep-seated repugnance which is socially instinctive and could be overcome only by great force or very intensive social education." Hmm. A little transgender. Hmm. Takes a lot of transgender indoctrination to get where we're at today. But okay. they were. 
they were talking about it, and then um, they were promoting abortion. For several years, we have heard warnings about the population crisis. Indeed, so concerned are we that there are now voices in the land calling for compulsory sterilization and compulsory birth, birth control for the withholding of public support for illegitimate children in excess of a certain number, for conditioning welfare monies or parole or whatever on coerced sterilization, and so on. Yet little is done to make sterilization easily available on a voluntary basis, particularly to the poor and underprivileged <clears throat> Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so, this is, you know, that's who the Atlantic is. That's who they've been for the whole of their existence. And I will not be lectured to them about <laughs> a pandemic amnesty. So... So, anyway, I thought that was an interesting find by yeah. Raheem. I was looking at his stuff on Brazil. Oh, what? A, about, to, about to really see what a January 6th looks like down there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. To, to show the January 6th people what an insurrection looks like. So, he, this is for another writer that works for him, uh, Vish Burra. He says, in the wake of Sunday's presidential runoff in Brazil, the contest between former president of Brazil, Lula, and the current president of Brazil, the wild popular Jair Bolsonaro, has been upended by massive protests and unrest as the tabulation of the results currently show Lula leading Bolsonaro by a hair under two percentage points. This mass civil unrest has been in the making, arguably since the day Bolsonaro announced his candidacy in 2016 and definitely since he won the presidency in 2018. The globalist Marxist resistance to Bolsonaro's presence at the highest level of Brazilian politics has been unflinching and unrelenting, mostly directed by the hopelessly corrupt Supreme Court of Brazil. At every turn, Bolsonaro has faced stonewall opposition to his attempted service towards the citizens of Brazil. Now, with the endless questions about the electoral integrity of the runoff results in the, this most recent election, in a country notorious for fraudulent elections in the first place, Bolsonaro's supporters have decided to take matters into their own hands. They are hoping their mass uprisings across the country will energize Bolsonaro to take control of the increasingly deteriorating situation. On Monday evening, I started to receive footage and reports from contacts in Brazil about the situation, with claims that real news was being actively buried by their media. Someone is as far as to say that the protests and unrest were fake. The footage I began publishing to my Twitter feed, now now risably tagged with a misleading label, was aimed at eliminating this notion. And it shows people learn walking in the why, street. Yeah. You know. And below it says, learn the, why election experts say civil processes in Brazil are safe and secure. They're just going to use yeah. the same crap on us, guys. It's, going, yep. it's coming again. It's yep. coming this down is, the pike. This is Brazil's it, turn. It's safe and effective. It's safe and secure. What, are you an election the, denier? Yes, I am an <laughs> election denier. I don't even believe they exist. I mean, I have a buddy who doesn't even believe that the Earth is round. So I don't believe elections <laughs> exist. So the... So it doesn't... Yeah, I didn't clip the audio, but man, there's some videos there's some, of yeah. what's going on there. It's crazy. It doesn't appear it, to be, but I don't know. I'm not. A, I mean, such, I'm not a connoisseur of all this footage, but it doesn't appear to be reused footage as they always do. Like, oh, look at this! And it's like yeah. you know, the same footage from Libya or from. So there's supposed to be a huge protest tomorrow, or if you're listening to this, today. most likely on yeah. Wednesday. It'll be today. Yep. 
And so maybe keep an eye out for that. But uh, a couple other things. So the, <laughs> the election results, 50.7%, oh, 58 million so votes. Stupid, man. Uh, then Bolsonaro, 49.3%, 56 or just under 57 million votes. Invalid or nullified votes, five and a half million. Do they really think they can do this? And that actually, they just, they just and the other analysis I saw uh, was that basically Bolsonaro won every section of the country except for one. Mm-hmm. That's like noticed the most corrupt, like run by drug lord section. You know, basically <laughs> California. Cut a deal. They're basically California. <laughs> so, <laughs> the the who, California of Brazil. By the, way, by the way, who is the drug lord that is a, in competition against Gavin Newsom who raised the price of gas only in California? Because that guy is... He, he deserves a, 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 a nod, a head nod. Well, I, I, I do think there's a... Uh... A certain element of truth and Newsom complaining about that. No, I agree. No, I agree, hundred percent. Because it just I, shows I th- you how little control he really has. But, like, but part of it is the um, is real cost because California disallowed trucks that are older than X number of years, okay. which eliminates a large portion of the trucks out there. So then, if you you know if you have to go buy a new truck to deliver to California, you're either not going to deliver to California. You're, or you're going to charge ding, more, ding, ding, ding. or you're going to figure out, I can charge more because no one else wants to, to do this. Yeah. So that was that's one thing that I've seen Whitney Webb interviewed. You know, obviously on uh, the Corporate Report, uh, Grand Theft World. Uh, you know, read her articles and stuff. And one of the, th- she, especially this new book she's written, uh, the two part series, uh, American America: Nation Under Blackmail, or something to that effect. One of the things that kind of stuck out to me that I learned, because a lot of this stuff for you and I, it'll be somewhat old hat, although she gets into the the real details on stuff. But there is some newer information, especially considering concerning Epstein and what's going on there. And even Donald Trump in the, you know, in New York in the late 80s, early 90s. That like I did I don't know why I didn't consider this, but of course there's mafia involved. There's legit like Epstein mm-hmm. was a version of mafia. That's black male mafia. There's actual other mafia people involved in the you know in the U.S. within the government, without outside the government. And it just I don't know. It just kind of something clicked in my head and it opened up this whole other avenue. Like oh this you know this is how you can get some stuff done on the ground. They're not necessarily government officials. They can pressure people. They can lead the unions. They can. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, if you l- listen to Smedley Butler, we're talking, you know, pre World War, pre World War Two, yeah, yep. pre World War Two, yes, and after. Uh, he basically desc- described the Marines as being mafia henchmen. Yeah, you know, but I always war is an organized. Alleg- no, I agree, war is a racket. I always thought that was kind of allegorical, but I mean. They're actually saying, Whitney Webb's actually saying that there is mafia people involved with Jeffrey Epstein and what's going yeah. on in New York at the time. And anyway, blew my yeah. mind, man. But yeah, Bolsonaro is supposedly a populist leader. We got populist leader after populist leader getting 
kicked out or have well fr- first they tried to down. kill him with covid yep because he he wouldn't and just like Alex stop Jones, pushing just the, the vax yeah well so he <laughs> and then they st- they stabbed him too did they yeah bolsonaro got stabbed i didn't even know that yeah there's assassination attempts that way too and so yeah i i think you know, obviously I'm not no expert, but I can look and see at one politician <laughs> drawing massive crowds. The other politician, you know, should be in jail. Well, it's pretty it's pretty easy to see what was going on. And when all the, the drug lords are the ones happy about the result, it's yeah. a, it's yeah. a problem. Did you see the Liz Trust thing? Like the kind of theory of why she was out. Uh, well, I, I don't know which one. It's that her phone was hacked. Oh, and they did, they don't want stuff to come out. So Kim Kim.com is uh, of of note. He's an internet weirdo he famously made a mega upload and had just like this huge cloud service that people were hosting like full movies in uh, including i guess there was some you know nefarious stuff like criminal activity child porn stuff like that but there were there was also a whole bunch of like truther type videos and everything else anyway he made this site famously it was taken down they like raided his house tried to take all of his money whatever he could be disinfo. They're still going after him. Yeah, still going after him. He could be disinfo. I don't know. He does reside in New Zealand. He's a, a character, of, an interesting character in that he at least understands how the internet works. Unless, I don't know. I think he probably understands it better than Elon. He's more of a tech guy than Elon is. But his uh, he put out something earlier this week. He said, how did the Russians know that the UK blew up the Nord Stream par- uh, pipeline in partnership with the US? Because Liz Truss used her iPhone to send a message to Secretary Blinking saying, it's done. A minute after the pipeline blew up, a minute after the pipeline blew up and before anybody else knew, iCloud admin access rocks. It wasn't the phone that was hacked. So BBC News came out with something afterwards that said former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss phone hack claim prompts an investigation into the phone. And then uh, Kim, Kim.com comes back with it's not the five eyes that have backdoor admin access to all the big tech databases. Russia and China have, it's not just the five eyes that yeah, have backdoor ad- Yeah. Russia and China have sophisticated uh, cyber units too. The funny thing is, is all the government officials with top security clearance still prefer using their iPhones over their NSA GCHQ issued encrypted crap phones, which that has been the problem. That's literally why I'm on graphene OS is not because iPhones can be hacked. I think they can be, I think there's a brute force thing. I think you have to have it in your hand in order to do it, but it doesn't matter anymore. Everybody who has an iPhone is locked into the iCloud. Once all the data is in the iCloud, all you have to do is hack the iCloud. That's how they they basically warned us in the early 2013 14 time period when all those celebrities got their phones hacked and they start in like this you know Reddit and 4chan had naked photos of celebrities all over the place because those people had uploaded all that stuff just you know it's just they don't know that they're doing it right they just click a button it's like oh yeah i want to back my stuff up to the iCloud like they they don't understand <laughs> that that means everything on your phone Go somewhere else. It's not the iCloud. It's <laughs> the U-Cloud. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes away. 
And but it's it's somewhere else. And so anyway, there was the whole thing where all those celebrity things were leaked. It's the iCloud access that everybody has turned on that has an iPhone. That and like these older people, these boomers, and these you know, what was it? Uh, Petraeus sent so sending uh, classified info over Gmail. Idiot. Like <laughs> yeah. So she yeah. sends a she sends something on iPhone. She says, oh, you know, I think the and I don't know. I don't know if any of that's true. It's according to Kim.com. There is a BBC article that's saying that there was a phone hack. It made sense to me. It just, like, all of a sudden it clicked. I'm like, ah, and that's why you got to get rid of her. You can't have that stuff coming out. Yeah, it works out all, it works out fine for her, too. You know, she gets uh, some ridiculous amount of money Pfizer. per year for the, rest of, for the rest of her life. Does she uh, really? For being a former prime minister. Yep. Oh, I can't wait till somebody does a deep dive on this. I, I I'm I'm interested. The I mean the 30 day I, president. She like comes in. The whole economy class crashes. Nord Stream pipeline blew up. She's laughed out of Parliament, and then just like go, she's the last person that the Queen appoints, and then 30 days later, kaput, just whoosh, done. Like what? What weird deep state goals were accomplished in that short time period? I, I'm I'm dying to know. Yeah, I I have felt from you know day one that it was designed like i'm yes. not buying the isn't like, she oh look of a she wrecked the economy well, no? let's scare her out because democracy like no 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 no, no. this is not i don't and the guy they're putting in Ugh. now i mean is a, a total insert but she was too i mean yeah. I, I think she was in on it right. i think she knew what her role was but that's not to say that I like the iPhone story. I mean, yeah, I just don't necessarily think that would be enough. They, <laughs> just blowing up a pipeline is not enough, Andrew. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It they may made, not be they made that so obvious yeah. that it was who it was. I mean, come on. It's done. It was almost like too obvious. <laughs> yeah. Text it to Secretary Blinken. It's done. So I guess technically we didn't blow it up. The U.S. didn't blow it up. We just had England blow it's, it up. Yeah, it's the usual five eyes. Just wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We don't, Although, we don't spy on our own people. Maybe. Do they have... I don't know. You don't really think of, like, SEAL Team Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they, they for sure do. Yeah, yeah. They, they for sure do. Yes, yes, yes. MI6? Yeah. They're going to be, those are the guys who dressed up. Remember those stories we used to read back 2011, 2012, 2013, where there would be dudes running around claiming to be ISIS with masks on, and they had, the, their hands were white. Like they, they were yeah. not Arab. Yeah. And they spoke with a British accent. This is, this is, yeah, they have their own special, special teams. Yeah. Well, and it's, sounds like it was just a drone attack anyway. So it's, it's not that hard. And that's the other thing. We can't even believe our own lion eyes anymore. What was the attack on the Russian bridge? Obviously, when Putin blew up his own bridge, how did he do it? Did he <laughs> did he use a truck? Because like, there was a truck bomb. You can see it. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe like Putin from designed this. that stamp the day you know <laughs> the day it happened too for Ukraine. He's like, you know, clearly that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But, to, but back to my point, did he use a directed energy weapon? Did, was it a missile? Was it a truck that exploded? I, you can't even tell anymore. Yeah. Everything's so edited. Yeah, there's, they can't do everything they claim to do, but they can blow stuff up. Yeah, they're good at blowing stuff That's up. But there's been... Including the economy. What? 
what? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, including the controlled demolition of the economy. Yes. That is for sure. Oh, let's see. Man, I got a lot of stuff. I don't know where where do you want to go next? Do you want to, we talked about Brazil. Do you want to talk about the Korea thing? I don't I actually didn't even bring anything. Okay. I, well, prob- we'll just, I probably should have, but We'll mention it. It's a fishy story. I did hear uh, briefly, I, I didn't hear the whole episode, so I'm sure you talked about it more, but Last American Vagabond was talking about it. Uh, so the story, as you sent to me, what was the number of deaths in Seoul? Oh, we got our own Wikipedia page now, man. We are moving along. Uh, I thought it was 120. Uh, I don't know. Let me check it out. So the I could just read the Wikipedia a, page. <laughs> There's a okay, whole yeah, page, bro. It's crazy. All right, go ahead and read. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's weird that this is already here. Soul Halloween crowd crush on the night of October 29th, 2022, a crowd crush occurred during Halloween festivals in Itaewon, a neighborhood of Seoul, South Korea. At least 156 people were killed with 152 others injured. The crowd crush is the deadliest disaster in South Korea since the sinking of the MV Sewol in 2014, the largest mass casualty event in Seoul since the Sampung department store collapse in 1995. Well, that's that multiple story department okay, store. Okay, so... Okay, which are, you know, a building collapse... Yes. Like very explainable how people die in a building collapse a uh, ship sinking very explainable how people die from being on a ship that sank in the ocean still not figuring out how 152 people died in a crowd crush so please please read on uh, yeah. i'm sure sure they'll explain it um yeah i'm sure they will uh background uh located in central Seoul's popular location for nightlife gatherings as the area hosts many nightclubs restaurants and bars Hundred thousand people there attended. Approximately a hundred thousand people attended the Hollywood, excuse me, Halloween, same same, event in Idaho. It was the most attended Halloween festival in the area since the start of the COVID nineteen pandemic. It was the first such event since the start of the pandemic not to require mask wearing. Hmm. Topographically, the conformation of the area is characterized by very narrow streets, alleys without escape routes. I mean, that's mo- most of what I've seen in South Korea. This and I've. Correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the street's pretty narrow. Anyway, the street in which the crush happened is connected to Adiwan Row, the main street of the district, with the lane sloping upward, eventually meeting another street, which caused people to be packed and pushed along a narrow segment of a certain lane. People, this is already kind of doctored. I can, you can feel it? Do you feel it? The lane is only about 45 meters long, which impeded emergency staffers from attempting to enter the street. So it's only about 10 feet wide. Four 45 meters, 150 feet long, 3.2 meters wide. All right. Prior to the crowd crush, police had trouble controlling the festival crowd. An attendee reported that it was at least 10 times more crowded than usual. Another who arrived earlier in the night at 17 or 1900 local time claimed that it took over 10 minutes to meet up at a spot about 10 minutes away because the number of people. Witnesses said the streets, including the narrow downhill alley near Hamilton Street, were packed with partygoers. The crowd crush. Okay, here, here's where it gets interesting. The crowd crush, which this is a weird term. So I I believe what we're talking about is they're trying to claim it, it was a trampling situation or a crush where there's you know like one of those soccer stadiums that we hear about in like the 80s. 
Um, it occurred at 22, so 10, 15 local time along an alleyway in the Irawin station, exit one in the Hamilton Hotel. Emergency officials said at least 81 calls were made by people experiencing compressive suffocation. Following uh, calls made to the fire department at 10.15, four ambulances were dispatched. The crowd made it impossible for ambulances to reach the scene. Social media videos show that hundreds of people were so tightly compressed and interlocked together that first responders were in, unable to pull people out, delaying critical first aid and excuse me, resuscitation. The room was made for people that were distract, extracted. Dozens of unconscious victims emerged. Paramedics, police, bystanders, and survivors performed CPR. Phot photographs and videos on social media showed scenes of turmoil as festival attendees dressed in costumes attempted to resuscitate the unconscious. With resuscitations failing, bodies were eventually laid on the street by medical and police personnel covered by blankets and clothing. Some uh, bodies were transported by ambulance. An additional 83 ambulances arrived as late as 11.45. Phone and internet reception... Oh! Phone and internet reception was temporarily saturated and out of service in the district because of the amount of communication attempted. Interesting. Many of the victims were reported to... or reportedly transported to... I'm going to butcher this. I apologize. Soon Chon Gang... University Hospital near Idawan. Uh, an emergency message was issued to mobile phones in Yongsan, urging people to immediately return home because of an emergency accident near the Hamilton Hotel. According to the National Fire Agency and the Interior Ministry, 848 emergency personnel, including all personal personnel all right, available all right. in Seoul. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We'll tell you all details that may be true, but have nothing to do with how 152 people died. Yes. And why they were doing CPR, and there were reportedly 15 simultaneous heart attacks going on at the same yeah. time. It's so, the reason we're even talking about this, ladies and gentlemen, is because yours truly found a social media video. And we know that these social media videos aren't always real. We're very aware of that. But it was a really odd video with a lot of bodies laying around and people, like, I've never seen in my entire life, I've never seen like a dozen CPR attempts happening at the same time within the same camera view. It's, it was wild. It's wild looking to see that many people. So, so this is very much like the Travis Scott concert. It's the first thing that we thought of. You larger thought of scale. Yeah. 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 So there is the fact it's Halloween. You know, this is a very mm -hmm. spiritually significant time. Absolutely. You know, there's always, even locally, you'll you'll hear stories about weird stuff, animals being sacrificed, yeah. and weird stuff going on. Yep. So I, Travis I wanna... Scott had a lot of the the death imagery and what have you, and you've you've got some common elements. Uh, Korea very very technologically advanced. Plenty I, of five G going speaking on. Speaking of that. Of I'm going to insert one quick sentence here uh, at the okay. end. It says, according to local media, Seoul, although Seoul is equipped with real-time monitoring system that uses mobile phone data to predict the size of crowds, it was not activated on the night of the, of the crush. Only 137 officers had been deployed for the Halloween celebrations in the face of 100,000 participants, while in the meantime, 6,500 authorities were mobilized to another demonstration. It's weird. They said they have all this technology to keep people safe. Conveniently not working, not on, not being yeah. used. 
weird. It's just weird. The whole thing's just weird. And it may be nothing. I might just be making a mountain out of a molehill here, but it just looks no, weird. I, I, there's, there's no mechanism. They're not explaining the mechanism of death. Yes. Yeah. It's like, a crowd crush, Andrew. Because <laughs> there's no... There's no trampling happening, right? Yeah. There's they're not even claiming there's trampling. So, no. you, and you know, I mean, there are events. If you get trampled on, yes, blunt force trauma, very bad for your your brain. You could break ribs. You well, can, and that's the cover. story. But it doesn't for, give you a heart attack. It's the cover story for the Travis Scott thing. Was it was there was people being trampled. That was the right. This is what happens. People trampled. Which is you know I've it seemed believable. I've been to a constant concert. So have you. I, well, it it's believable um, that people would get hurt in a mosh pit or Absolutely. what have you. Yeah. Um, that it would be certainly uncomfortable, but 152 people. Yeah. That is not believable to me. There's no. something else. You know. 156 deaths. 156 deaths. 152 then, injured. Additional. Which you would think. The number of injuries in a, if it were a crush, many more people would be injured but not killed. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. It stinks. No, you want, you want, you want huge amounts of injured. I mean, you don't, you want, I mean, you want people to survive. You want injuries. You want, you want. Yeah, I mean, it, it if it were like a lot more than the people, two hundred people suffered right. some minor and some serious injuries, and one person died, then it's, it's not all that suspicious, right? No. But, but this number of, of people dying is. And it's almost like there's, because uh, I've not seen much in the media about this at all. No, I haven't either. And I, I'm sure it's huge news in Korea. Sure. But there's a, a element of like, I don't know what to call it other than racism, where it's just like, oh, a bunch of, you know, sure. Asians packed in too tight. I guess they just all, you know, killed each other just packing into a small space. It, no. So both it's, we both have the strange uh, coincidence of both having spent time in South Korea. It's like any other city. It's not like there's it'll, maybe that's the problem. People can't picture it, but it's like yeah, there's some narrow streets, but they're just streets. Like you, it'd be you know, I don't know. It yeah, just, it just feels it's like a open city. The Travis Scott thing makes some sense in that they are hoard, hurt, literally herded into a huge pen-like area to attempt to watch a stage, you know, they're ticketed to get there. Just the outdoor festival in the street, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it just seems less likely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still side streets. Yeah. There's still... It's it, on a main road, too. I'm looking at it now, that Atiyawan Row or whatever, it's a huge road. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And Seoul is a... It's not the most beautiful city by any means, but it's a very modern city. Very modern, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. The, yeah, this is not believable to me at all. It, the version, the Wikipedia version, the the version that was reported day of the, yeah, I think wasn't it a BBC article that I sent you? I believe yeah. so. I'll double check. But yeah, anyway, so the, that's, uh yeah, we're just not it just some, something else is up, and then we gotta we gotta we gotta touch on this because this is what we're <laughs> what we're talking about, even if we're not talking about it. You know, the bleeding out elephant in our living rooms. Yeah. Uh, pretty vaccinated city, right? Oh yeah, pretty yeah. vaccinated country. Vaccinated country. So 
Uh, yeah, everyone uh, vaccinated. Then they are. It's like, oh well. I, I mean, are they implying that people were more likely to die in a crowd crush because they weren't wearing masks? Is that what was, I did? It was the like first the, maskless one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like every story mentions that. But it's like, oh, so people just went wild because they weren't wearing a mask? It, it, it That doesn't make sense either. So, that, yeah. Of course, the link I sent you now is a different, completely different story. It's not a completely different story, but now it's like, yeah, it's being updated. It's not the, yeah. not the link it was. So, if, if people have some... If they've heard good analysis on that event, please let us we know. clearly don't have it figured out. But uh, there's some some possible suspects involving vaccines, 5G, some sort of directed energy type weapon, or using cell towers as weapon systems. It's, I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. I'm just saying that's makes more sense to me than. A crowd crush and just using that as an explanation. It's very strange. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, another reason why uh, jumping back. Yes, but sorry. Also tied but, to the vaccines. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, where I'm not ready to declare a pandemic amnesty or a lockdown amnesty or a forced vaccination amnesty. Hmm. I get uh, just forgive and forget, Andrew. Yeah. So, well, let's kind of we'll start with this, and then we'll kind of go full circle back to it, if it's all right. So, Vigilant Fox, a good Substacker, and this comes from uh, a Naomi Wolf interview, and then Igor uh, Chudov, another Substacker. And I'll just read what what she said. I wasn't able to pull the clip from Lindell TV. I didn't find a downloader in time, but anyway. Uh, she Naomi Wolf says, I want people to know I interviewed Igor Chudov, who's a very res- respected substacker and mathematician. He's been doing a deep dive into the government databases for birth rates, as we discussed before. And he brought forward um, that there's this terrible drop of about 20% in multiple countries. Let's hope it's a blip. Let's hope it's temporary. So that's what he had told her three months ago. He's been very carefully checking. Now it's three months later, and he's confirming that it's it's not temporary. That, in fact, there are 23,000 missing babies in one quarter, three months, in Germany alone, meaning almost 100,000 missing babies this year for Germany, projecting ahead till the end of 2022. This is just one country. When you look at the whole European Union, it's close to a million missing babies. In other words, a drop in birth rate so systemic that we're missing a million new babies, almost a million in all of the European Union. And really important thing that I want to tell you, you're asking, well, how hard are those numbers? He actually had a control group. There were certain provinces in Hungary for various reasons that didn't get vaccinated. They They had very low vaccination uptake in those provinces. And they had virtually normal birth rates. So there's a control now for the missing babies of Europe. And so that was the interview part. And then um, the Vigilant Fox here goes a little deeper into the the data. If you take the 
um, most vaccinated counties in Hungary, uh, you get a 15% birth rate drop. Hmm. If you take the least vaccinated counties, so still some vaccinations, but but much less, you get just over a 4% drop in the rate of births. Hmm. So a perfect correlation between vaccinated equals fewer babies. Yeah. All right. So we'll... So you're saying that that conspiracy theory I kept hearing about, about how women were complaining about their periods being interrupted is true? So that's, I kind of, I started with the kicker, uh, but I've got a bunch of clips that work their way back there with some more detail. So All right. I don't know. I'm ready. Uh, so, oh, let's, man, I really don't want to forget that illusion of efficacy clip again let's um, just play it now so we can get it over with let's just play it play it now e- so i i meant to play this last week and somehow didn't put it into the the folder to play uh norman fenton the illusion of efficacy and this is you can kind of i think you can do fine just with the audio uh, but there is visual aids of like you know 10 people on this side or or 100 people on one side and then 10 go to the other and what have you. So that's kind of what's happening in the video and what he's explaining. But he is showing how um, how the COVID efficacy numbers were rigged. And we knew they were rigged. We talked about them being rigged. But he breaks down specifically how it was done. And it's evil, but almost you know, simple and obvious once you actually talk about it. So, Norman Fenton, Illusion of Efficacy. Hi, I'm Norman Fenton, and in this very short video, I'm going to show how easy it is to create the illusion of high efficacy for a treatment that actually has no efficacy at all, such as a placebo. It's a highly contrived and simplified example, but it illustrates a very real problem regarding the way claims of efficacy, for example for vaccines, are made in the real world. So imagine a non-fatal disease which in every two-week period infects 10% of the people previously uninfected. So suppose people receive a vaccine that is supposed to protect against the disease two weeks after it's taken, but which is actually a placebo. We're going to observe some people who get the vaccine and some who don't. So here are 100 people we observe who who get the vaccine and 100 who don't get the vaccine. So we know that in each group, 10%, that's 10 out of 100, are going to be infected in the first two weeks. So in the vaccine group, 10 out of the 100 are going to be infected. And in the no vaccine group, 10 out of the 100 are going to be affected because... It's a placebo. It doesn't make any difference. Now, in each group, 10%, that's 9 out of the 90 previously uninfected, are going to be infected in weeks 3 to 4. So there's 9 out of the remaining 90 in the vaccine group are going to get infected, and 9 out of the remaining 90 in the no vaccine group are going to get infected. So overall, 19 out of 100 in each group get infected over the four-week period. And Efficacy, which is defined as one minus the proportion of vaccinated infected over the proportion of unvaccinated infected as a percentage, is just 0%. 
But suppose those infected in the first two weeks after vaccination are classified as unvaccinated. Then we're going to move those 10 people from the vaccine group who were infected in the first two weeks and classify them as unvaccinated. And what does that mean? Well, overall now, nine out of 90 are considered vaccinated or infected. That's 10%. But now 29 out of 110 classified as unvaccinated are infected. And that's 26.4%. So the efficacy now is 62%. But things can get even more ridiculous. So it's quite common for those who are classified as vaccinated, which in this case will be everyone who got the vaccine after two weeks, are less likely to be tested for the disease than those who don't get the vaccine. So, for example, in the big observational trial of the Pfizer vaccine in Israel, each unvaccinated person was six times more likely to be tested in any given week than a vaccinated person. So suppose only one in three of the vaccinated people get tested then that leaves us with just three out of the 90 classified as vaccinated are found to be infected. So we only find 3.3% of the vaccinated who get infected. But of course, we've still got our 29 out of 110 unvaccinated who are infected, 26.4%. And now the efficacy has pushed up to 88%, even though it's simply a placebo. It turns out efficacy will appear even greater if there are more vaccinated than unvaccinated. So here's our 500 in the vaccine group and 100 still in the no vaccine group. So 50 out of the 500 are going to be infected in weeks 0 to 2. There's the 50 and 10 out of the 100 are going to be infected in the vaccine group. But of course, 45 out of the 450 previously uninfected are going to be infected in weeks three to four. There's our 45 coming down there. And nine out of 10 previously uninfected from the no vaccine group could be affected in weeks three to four. But they come down there. So again, those infected in the first two weeks after vaccination are classified as unvaccinated. So they all get moved over there. So over here, we've got 45 out of the 450 vaccinated infected. That's the same 10%. But over here, we've got 69 out of 150 unvaccinated are infected. That's 46%. And the efficacy is already up to 78%. And of course, if we only tested one in three of the vaccinated, that would go up even higher. All right, cut it. Lies, darn lies, and statistics is Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah, so the, it makes sense why they had the two weeks after, like, it only starts working two weeks after vaccination thing. Well, not to mention... Uh, so so then they could classify those people, and that's the same way they altered the hospital statistics to make 100%. Like, that's the first the, thing I thought of. Remember the yeah. whole thing? It's like we got 10... We got 100 beds, but only 10 of them are COVID beds. And right now they're 90% full. Well, you have an empty hospital with nine beds full, is what you're saying. Yeah. The uh, the other thing to throw in there, which I'm kind of surprised he didn't, but it, it's just kind of an, an extra element. Remember, there's two shots for most of the vaccines. Right. So you're not even fully vaccinated for like a month until you can get the second right. one. And then it's two weeks after that. So yep. this whole 45 day period where you're completely unvaccinated, but you've had two, you know, at least one starting with one injection and then on to two for the last 15, 14 days. 
So th- that shows how you could come up with 97% efficacy with a product that actually had zero or even negative efficacy. It wasn't really even tested for efficacy. So it was safe yeah. and effective, though. 97% of scientists agree that the climate change... And as far as the safe part, you know, more people died in the vaccine group than the placebo group, but we'll just, yeah, we'll just cut off the study a little earlier so that the difference isn't quite as obvious in the number of deaths. And it's totally normal for people to die in a no, hold people on, that had, had easy, to be su- easy, Andrew, super healthy to be part the, of the drug study. They and, didn't just cut the study off early. They had to be equitable. So they cut the study off early. And then injected the placebo group. Yeah. The control group. Then you have all the people that never got the second dose. This happened real world and in the study. And were then characterized as unvaccinated. Yep. So this is, you know, more and more this is coming out. But that that was kind of an aha moment for me watching that. I probably should watch that, but it's a little better with the visual. It it is a little easier to to follow with the visual, so I would recommend people do that. All right. And I actually, I don't know that I linked the full video, so remind me to get that to you. But, okay. All right. So uh, as we've been talking about, they got the new Robert F. Kennedy Jr. documentary out on the real Anthony Fauci, parts one and two. If by the time you're listening to this, you can no longer see it for free. I'm sure you can find it on Brighton or something. But um, but hopefully you went and watched that. But he had a kind of a roundtable deal where he had this guy, J.J. Cooey. I might be saying his name wrong. Kind of present a hypothesis. And then uh, Robert Malone, Merrill Nass, and... I think a couple of uh, Tess Lori kind of respond to it. So it was interesting. Um, and I thought there was some good information. So let's, I try to clip out specifically his thesis, which uh, has to do with the disappearing, the disappearing flu, which we talked about, but uh, he's got some more details on that. And then, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. does as well. So let's play RFK Disappearing Flu J.J. Cooey Thesis. Uh, just real quick, I just went to Real Anthony Fauci to sign in and play it, and it still plays, but there's currently a counter above my movie playing that says, I have 15 An minutes and, and 20 minutes. seconds. Yeah. yeah. No, 15 oh, yeah. minutes. No, 15 minutes 15 left. minutes because it's midnight Eastern is when it ends. Yeah. Got it. Okay. There you go. So it's over by the time they hear this. Yep. Zero prevalence is really important, and I think they've done this for purposes of national security. They have also accomplished this by disingenuously emphasizing antibodies to structural proteins, and these are unproven correlates of immunity. And finally, just to beat a dead horse, they have simplified the immune response to avoid any loss of countermeasure uptake from informed consent non-participation. In other words... They don't want you to understand how complicated the immune system is. Otherwise, you would have a reason not to participate. And so finally, of course, you are all aware of how many different ways they've changed the way we think about vaccination. They have done this again in order to make sure that we take the new product up. I think it's important to point out 
that this disingenuous emphasizing of antibodies started many years ago. They've lamented for many years that people just don't take the flu vaccine like we'd like them to and have oversimplified it again in order to kind of get us to accept this idea that now that we've transfected so many people, it's a safe methodology and it's just simply not true. And why are they doing this? Just to make sure I, I have your full attention here, remember, they didn't tell us anything about purity. There's data from the EU that says they pretty much put out a wide bouquet of purities. Again, they're simplifying this to make it, you know, it's just an RNA. It's just a lipid nanoparticle. And don't forget that they coerced us into believing that by taking this novel methodology, we could save our grandparents. So all this being said, how did they accomplish this? Well, they accomplished this by getting us to argue about whether this was a lab leak virus or a natural virus for at least two and a half years. And that argument precludes the possibility that gain-of-function research may not be that dangerous. And in fact, the only thing that we know for sure is that they've been working on immunogenic proteins and that it's very difficult for them to handle coronavirus in a laboratory. And so, as you're well aware, we don't know this, whether this came from nature or a marketplace or a laboratory. But I can tell you, two years into this commission report, the U.S. government knows more than it's telling us. And so, you know, our host, uh, Robert Kennedy, has interviewed Jeffrey Sachs and has talked about this with him. He is perpetuating the same narrative. If we look at pneumonia and influenza, this is year on year, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And we look at the red line being pneumonia and the, the shaded areas here are influenza deaths. And of course, this is a CDC graph. It's designed to confuse you. You have to use the axes on the right for the, the shaded area and the axes on the left for the red line. If we convert this to what they're telling us now, which is pneumonia, influenza, and coronavirus, PIC instead of P and I. Now we see this great drop off in flu and we see this great increase in coronavirus deaths. And if we look year on year on year, the actual fraction of pneumonia deaths, which are tied to flu, is quite small. And so what we are looking at here, in my humble opinion, is an attempt to convert more of the unknown pneumonia and respiratory illness to a vaccinatable target. If they show this graph on the PBS NewsHour with all the deaths every week contrasted to the COVID and to the pneumonia deaths, no one would be that worried about this and the emergency would be obvious. So the way they did that, the way they did that is they tricked us about how this swarm is composed. We know that before the pandemic, there were many hundreds of causes for respiratory disease, and now we're using a PCR test to blame it on a few. What I've been talking about for the last two years on my podcast is how Fauci had these emails, and the, the fusion inhibitor, inhibitor can block the fusion of many different coronaviruses, and that endosomal entry is a good target for some of these therapeutics, and that they hid the data about all of these molecular signatures. But then after two years, I start to feel like maybe they didn't hide any of this. Maybe they just very controlled release this information to keep us fighting about this lab leak or natural virus, when in reality, it's probably closer to part of an existing swarm. The PCR was originally aimed at the spike protein, but it is no longer aimed there. T-cell memory from childhood is protective, specifically because we don't focus coronavirus memory on structural proteins. 
And these molecular clues are probably clues to how they've tried to modify proteins to become immunogens so that they can remove the need for an adjuvant. And at best, I think this is where gain of function has reached in terms of its limits of, of its technology and coronavirus, simply because coronavirus is so intractable in the laboratory. So that's my theory. I think the gain of function of coronavirus is an exaggeration based on a false fidelity that they claim to have. NIAID funded designer protein may or may not be involved in the initial biological incident, which would explain why it doesn't really move like a variant of a virus, because in fact, it's probably a protein. Hmm. So, I mean, he's so close, right? To seeing like, well, maybe the reason they can't manipulate viruses is that viruses aren't what make you sick. But a lot of interesting stuff there. And I, I had kind of been coming to the same conclusion about the whole lab leak deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we've talked about that several times where it just didn't seem organic as far as like the truth is coming out now. We're finding out it was a lab leak. It's like oh, we got Robert Redfield all of a sudden at, for no reason on 60 Minutes saying, I think it came from a lab. And then... You know, how John, exactly John, do we... Don't forget John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, that's true. He did so, his whole stand-up with Stephen oh, he, Colbert. And he says... Yeah, I, th- I think he does... That's, that's the moment right there. Because he, you know, he does the the super dry delivery, the shocked face. And he says, then I thought that maybe it came from the lab that has the same name as the virus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I was forgetting that. And he's back in the news pushing another Genocide. element of the story. What What is he? Uh, I I just saw his name mentioned as, as pushing some, some new agenda item. So, yeah, Tr- always keep an eye out for him. I don't know. But, uh, but back he's to what I... He's a gatekeeper. He always has been. Yeah, yeah. A gatekeeper and... Um, at least he was funny. Oh no, he was <laughs> very funny, and I, I liked him. I really did. I, I didn't realize yeah, I was. I mean, being... now we now we get just the most boring excuses for comedians you can find. But I got one. I got a clip from one. Our my my new favorite, as you know. So all we'll, right, we'll get we'll get we'll get to it a little bit later. So the I, okay, let me try to get back to next where, up what is I was talking dis- about disappearing. Wait, 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 wait. But what I was saying though is that. Um. So you got this stuff leaking out. How did we get Fauci's emails? Uh, Dell Big Tree, Freedom of Information Act, Pfizer okay. release. So the the government's just obeying Freedom of Information Act releases now. I mean, they have to. It's the government, man. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to the question. Do you? No. It, well, I, I mean, there were freedom of information, but you know, we get those, but we don't get, you know, we don't get everything we ask for in Freedom of Information Act requests. They, they hide this stuff. They hid the stuff about what drug companies given how much to what person in an IH. All that's still hidden. You know, there's been full-on lawsuits and legal proceedings and judges telling them to 
turning it over and them not turning it over. That's been going on for years. And it, Congress can't get them to turn it over. But we get we get Anthony Fauci's emails and all this supposedly embarrassing stuff. And I, hey, I think hey, 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 I got something for you, man. This will help your point. Uh, CNN Health, uh, June third, twenty twenty one. Earlier this week, news outlets, including CNN, BuzzFeed News, and the Washington Post, obtained thousands of emails Fauci sent and received since the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease became a household name early last year. (laughs) According to CNN, CNN, BuzzFeed, and the Washington Post are the ones who came out with it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and he didn't seem all that upset that these emails came out. No, he says that uh, publicly released emails about the lab leak are being misconstrued Mm. in his usual jibber-jabber, mealy-mouth, misconstrued. It's effective. It's not effective. So it really is the lie inside of a lie inside of a lie, and you had the... You know, the original official story that's then morphed into this lab leak theory, which will then morph into bioweapons designed in the U.S. theory, but still maintains the whole, like, oh, the viruses are dangerous. Viruses are dangerous. You know, we we need better controls. So, we need more funding. We need... And in that's reality, all he's been saying can't, forever. They can't do any of the stuff they claim to do. The vaccines don't work the way they say they do. The uh, gain-of-function research doesn't work the way they say it does. Because the you can't viruses hack, don't work the you same can't hack God's way they say they like do. This. Yeah. All you can do is poison people. Which is what they're That's doing. That's all they figured out to do. So you and I... So... Okay. I don't want to get into... I don't want to get into the first part of my analysis at all. But I just want to put forward... like. Are we to a point, are you to a point where there doesn't, I think you are, I think that's the answer to the question, but it doesn't even have to be said like this, but is it plausible that there's, that that they could do this with no virus at all? Like just nothing spreading. Oh yeah. They just made it. Well, so, so no, with that, with no virus, absolutely with nothing. I don't think so. I think there was something. Sure. So, but looking back, something happened, but the propaganda push that all came, it's all centered around one thing. This whole thing was getting us to, you know, do one thing. And that was take, take, take the, the vaccine. Yep. The and whole it, exercise I'm, is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a biological warfare attack. The whole exercise. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm scooping my own clips, and you're you're scooping my clips. I here. apologize. So I apologize. Gotta, Let's get to it. Sorry. Sorry. Like on Mofax and Adam Curry, he tells him to put his goggles on. Like pretend you don't pretend you don't see this stuff yet. So, <laughs> all right. So RFK ex- explaining in more detail, basically how the flu scam came about, and then transferred into the COVID scam the same way. So this uh, RFK disappearing from P to PI to PIC. 
of the things that interest me about what you say is that we at the CHA, we've tracked the flu data for many, many years. And what and they had these periodic meetings, and you know, you can see Fauci on videos repeating the general message that was drummed in by the communications department at CDC again and again and again. People are not frightened enough about flu. They don't take it seriously. We can't get them to vaccinate flu. You also have this other problem, which is that the flu changes every year and that we can't get a vaccine out quick enough to treat all the new variables. So we need two things. We need an mRNA platform that can instantly respond, that is a plug and play vaccine. And we need people terrified enough to get it. And they couldn't do that with flu. So about, I think about 10 or 12 years ago, because nobody was scared of a of a disease that was killing so few people, they conflated the pneumonia deaths with the flu deaths. And pneumonia kills 30 to the worst years, 90,000 people. So they started calling those flu deaths. But in separate studies, when people studied how many people who died of pneumonia actually had a flu virus in them, I think it was fewer than 7%. It was a lie. So all of those years, they were saying, they switched, and they said, look, the flu is killing 30,000 to 90,000 people a year. We got to get everybody vaccinated. And then when coronavirus came along, the flu disappeared. Flu deaths disappeared. And all of those pneumonia deaths were switched. Hmm. So the, <laughs> the hiding the flu was preceded by exaggerating the flu, you know, by conflating it with pneumonia, pneumonia. which I think we knew, but I, I thought that was a good explanation. Of pneumonia it. kills people, man. Pneumonia is yeah. not cool. Pneumonia is well, bad. There's, there's even been some admissions that what we call the 1918 flu, the killer flu, was really pneumonia and really bad treatment of pneumonia. Well, I have great news for you, Andrew. There's a vaccine for pneumonia now, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, but he, even that they admit is, or they their claim is like, well, it's not for all types of pneumonia. It's you know, so when you get pneumonia, <laughs> don't don't say. So the vaccine is didn't there work. fluid in my lungs? Because it <laughs> feels like that's how my grandfather died. And it feels like that if you get fluid in your lungs, it's a bad deal. I don't know what kind of fluid it is. What would classify it as a different kind of pneumonia. But yeah. it just feels like there's fluid in my lungs, which well, is an issue because I need to breathe. Well, by giving you a vaccine, mm -hmm. they're guaranteeing you that you will not get every kind of pneumonia. Just one particular? Yeah, just, just <laughs> one. So whatever type you get, then they'll say, well, it protected you against the other kind. No, I think there's, <laughs> I think they do claim it's like one specific type of pneumonia. It's kind of... Have you ever had like pneumonia, the, Andrew? Uh, I have not. No. I got I got pneumonia. I was, it was weird for kids to get it, but I was like 13 or 14 years old. Probably fully vaxxed up, I'm sure. But at that time in the 80s, it was probably in late, early 90s, it was probably... No pneumonia. It's like six vaccines. Yeah. yeah. And not very many. But yeah, it's not cool, man. 
it was not cool. It, I mean, it's obviously not very life threatening for a young kid, especially, but it it's just it's just you know it's a lot of breathing is important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I took away from this exercise. Breathing is important. So it was you know as a kid it was like I spent like a you know half a week or a week on the couch and could just watch as much TV as I wanted, which was kind of cool. But it, but it's just by the end, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. Let's like, let's get back to life. I can't handle this much longer, but I could see how it would take somebody out. That's rough, especially you know, immunocompromised, so to speak. But you know, the elderly, I think it's a, it's still a huge killer of, 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 of uh, elderly in nursing homes because they're um, inactive, which is what they immediately mm-hmm. told everyone to be as soon as the pandemic started. Remember? Yeah, and if you, yeah. you know, it's always the advice. If you go to the hospital, it's even worse inactivity. They'll yeah. strap you to a bed, and put you on a ventilator. It's pretty tough to be active on a ventilator. I've yeah, I've been to the hospital. I've visited people in the hospital. And I always try to remind people, like, look, get up, grab your IV, and go for a walk around the. You know, you can walk. You can walk. You can get out of here. Oh, I could do that. I said yes. Get get up. Go for a walk. <laughs> Pull your IV if you have to, but get moving. Oh, I didn't know I could leave. Yeah, it feels like a jail cell, but it's not. Yeah. In my early 20s, I spent a lot of time in the hospital once. So. <laughs> Used to just get up and just grab my IV, like, all right, I'm out of here, going for a walk. And they, you know, they get nurses get used to you. You just walk around. I mean, it's like, I mean, you've, it's almost like prison in there. Like, they know you're restless. Get, get, get some air, get moving. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, and, and with pneumonia, you're supposed to yes. keep moving. Yep. You're supposed to walk around. Yes. You're supposed to do the exact opposite of how they treated pneumonia. The Intub- supposedly different you COVID pneumonia. Lie you straight down, down in your face. Is that how you're yeah. supposed to do it? Yeah. Make sure you can't move at all. Put put a bunch Oof. of fentanyl in you so you can't even go anywhere. Yeah. So, no, that's not it. Okay, sorry. No, that's not it. So we got a, a short Robert Malone clip here, the disappearing flu three from Robert Malone explaining the meeting that all this was decided at. There was a planning meeting held by Margaret Liu, who used to head up the DNA vaccine project at Merck at the WHO, in which all the regulatory agencies were brought together from the West, in which they all agreed before any of this really happened that the RNA tech was to be a platform They were going to push it. And once the core platform had been validated, so long as they kept the same basic formulation, they could change the sequence of the RNA ad libitum for whatever pathogen they wanted and basically deploy that in humans with essentially no non-clinical testing and minimal clinical testing. And that was accepted as the position by the FDA. By the way, it wasn't universally accepted in that meeting back then, headed up by Margaret Liu. But we've now seen this strategy deployed with the bivalent. The White House insists it's a new vaccine. The FDA calls it a booster So that's, you know, you could see that. I mean, you've got Event 201, but then this is this is going way before that, where it's like, okay, we're going to do this RNA stuff. Everybody get on board. It'll be great. It'll be a platform. It'll solve all the problems. You know, we've, we've played the Fauci clips of like, you know, we got the problem with the people don't want the flu shots and it doesn't right. happen fast enough. We need the, 
basically the pandemic. We just need to tear down the system and start again. Yeah, and just start, start again. Just make everyone do this. So, so it, it wasn't in the real Anthony Fauci movie that uh, Moderna has the RNA sequence, but like mid January. Yes. They, yeah. Well, they had patents going back even before that. Oh yeah, no, I know. But they have yeah. they basically have everything mid January. Which made yeah. me think like did they really just wait till like Trump was voted out and they're like, All right, let's let's go. <laughs> like Well Trump wasn't voted out then. No, I understand. But they if they had it in January and they had the RNA sequence for the COVID vaccine ready. Oh yeah, yeah. why they, they didn't why introduce they it to everybody vaccines? until the yeah. day after the election. Right. Yeah. Which is and weird. And at first there was still talk like, oh, it's going to take two years to develop. Oh, it's going to take yeah. one. Oh, and then they, they, they baited they Trump a, into yeah. saying like, warp speed, do yep. it faster. Yep. Uh, I'm going to activate in the military. And I told him to stop making the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the killing machines. I mean, the intubators, the incubators. What are the, what are they? The, uh, <laughs> ventilators, ventilators. Thank you very much. Not the babies out of the incubators, the ventilators. I told, I told the military general motors are going to start making ventilators. And then it's like, like three weeks later, I, I don't know what's going on with the ventilators, but who cares? Let's go on to something else. Let's get yeah. this vaccine. Maybe they could do it in two months. Maybe they could do it. I remember hearing people say that, like the propaganda was really working. Like, I don't know. Maybe they'll ratchet up a vaccine. And it's like, Maybe they'll get something out in time. They'll figure this whole thing out. Yeah, it was all all to make people want the vaccine. There was all the messaging yep. about this won't end until we have a vaccine. Yep. That was the moment I started to like, like my my uh, spidey senses started to turn on. My back started to straighten up. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hearing people in my day to day life like, hopefully they'll be able to figure it out. And they'll have a vaccine in six or eight months. I'm like. Oh no, that's what this yep. is about. Yep. All right, let's uh, play the first. Well, the, the next clip, uh, the fourth clip with Meryl Nass. She is the gal from the doctor from Maine. She's an expert in anthrax, which is oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, but she is. Currently has an interesting legal battle going on because they tried to pull her medical license for telling people that they, you know, like, hey, don't take the vaccine, and I'll prescribe you some ivermectin. And of course, that's the worst thing in the world. So, uh, but this is um, her clip. I she says a few very interesting things in here, um, including on the intentions of the people designing all this stuff. First, I. Am familiar with what Robert just talked about. I'll add that the FDA has encouraged many different vaccine platforms. That's why they have used dog kidney cells as a platform and monkey cells, and you know why we have this worm baculovirus platform is they're experimenting. They're trying to find the best way to do things. And to, for the most part, they're using the flu vaccine to do those experiments. So we've had as many of, as a dozen or more different flu shots in one year that have been approved by the FDA. Now that said, in order to push this flu shot program where over 65% of elders are, are getting a flu shot every year, thinking it's benefiting them, the government has to, has to have lied 
you know, incessantly for decades. First of all, they've said that the flu shot works to prevent deaths in the elders, but there is absolutely no evidence that that is the case, probably because their immune system doesn't respond as well as young people's to these shots. They've also lied about the number of deaths. So even though the CDC usually says 30, 40, 50,000 people are dying in a year, what Robert Kennedy was referring to is actual death certificates. The death certificate data is usually one to 2,000 deaths per year, where it's actually written as the cause of death, primary cause of death. In the year where we had the most flu deaths, which was 2017 to 18 on death certificates attributed to influenza in that flu season. So that's probably the number of deaths that we really have from flu, although there are some secondary pneumonia deaths, et cetera. So they've spun up the numbers. They've told people it's going to work when it doesn't work. And maybe they're doing that to protect the country in the future, or maybe they're doing that to protect the elites in the future. But we have to consider that maybe they're doing it for other reasons. Maybe they're lying to us about the reasons. And the reasons may be that they want to acclimate us to the fact that we have to go regularly to get vaccinated, that we have to be used to the fact that we're going to be injected every so often with something. And the less testing you do, the quicker you make this process. And remember, it's under the guise of a potential 1918 swine flu or a bird flu or a biological attack. You have to make it very quickly. That also enables you to get a lot of things through the regulatory agencies that are not going to be examined. So you can put anything you want in the bottles. That's what's happened now with the COVID vaccines. We don't know what's in the bottles. We don't know what's in the bottles. But just inject it because we'll we'll just tell you it's safe and effective. You know, I was having a moment there when she first started in there. She was talking about the flu vaccines often... uh, pushed on the elderly because they're told that they're most at risk and, and whatnot. If you think about it, a majority of the vaccines that are taken are taken to a captive audience. Yeah. You're giving them to kids who, by the way, I'm looking at my daughter, watching her play, starting to hear her talk, starting to hear which, what she's like. And it, it really weirds me out that I had to quote unquote, give her uh, a whole bunch of these shots and she wouldn't even be able to tell me how that felt what was wrong until now now i'm starting to understand and she really still couldn't even like even at this point couldn't tell me what was going on and she's you know she's had in quotes a lot of them. <laughs> Not really. But <laughs> it it's crazy. It's a crazy amount. And like she would never be able to tell me what's going on. She'd never tell me what's wrong. You look no. at the inverse of that, and all the way at the end of your life, you're in a nursing home. Which remember the first breakout? It's in like Kirkland in a nursing home. Yep. Just, just, just so people know, it's like five, ten miles away from Microsoft. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to draw a correlation, but it's weird. It's really weird. It's like 
12 miles from Bill Gates' residence. But okay, very strange, very, very weird. Well, but, and it, that, but that's not the first one. The first one's in Italy where they were trying out the new super flu vaccine that yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, and Seattle becomes ground zero for the U.S., yeah. weirdly. And then New York gets it because of the, the Italy-New York flights. But um, it's a captive audience. They have captive audience at the beginning of life and at the end of life. People who really can't defend themselves or really explain how it's affecting them. It's like it's kind of dark. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Oh, it's dark. That's that's it's dark. dark. It, yeah, just wait till we get back to the pregnancy stuff. But uh, all right. Well, one more. This is just sort of unrelated, but another Robert Malone clip on vaccines for livestock, which we've talked about. Sure. <laughs> I noticed something that I found surprising. They're anticipating rollout of mRNA vaccines for COVID for basically all of our livestock industry now. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it was Grand Theft World or Last American Vagabond, but they're all over this. And supposedly within the last week or two, it's a full go that we can inject livestock with mRNA. Which is going to create a problem because we're going to be eating livestock. So my understanding is that the they've already been doing mRNA vaccines. Is that not for livestock? No? I'll double check this. I'll, let me let me do a little bit of searching around, but I, there was a, a recent thing that went through cuz we talked about the graphene oxide stuff getting in, you know, with the magnetic meat and all that. I'll never forget Will sticking a magnet <laughs> to his cheese and making a video about it. How could I forget? I'll, I'll look this up, but go ahead. Move so, because we had the, you know, there were the studies on graphene oxide and vaccines for, what was it? Was it for cows? Or I think it was for other stuff too. But yeah, I mean, we've got an over vaccinated uh, food supply, that's for sure. Yeah. Might have actually even been Jimmy Dore that was talking about that. And it's, you know, like, hey, you don't want to eat the graphene oxide filled meat. We've got some synthetic meat for you. It's plant based. That's all. I'll push it in the same direction there. But uh, Burger King's. Do you see Burger King's new commercial? This like the Whopper. Come enjoy the Whopper. There's the Whopper. Would you like to get a Whopper? And then they like list out the Whoppers. There's the Junior. There's the regular. There's the double. There's the triple. There's the Impossible. And like even at the end. Even at the end, they don't even show the Impossible Whopper. It's just like, yeah. Nobody wants <laughs> We know that. you're not going to buy it anyway. Yeah, but so. We just had to say it. We got to say it. It's good for our ESG score. Yeah, it's good for our ESG <laughs> score to mention it. All right. Hmm. So, uh, Meryl Nass, I think this was recorded virtually at the same time, but she did kind of her own podcast with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And she's got some more details and uh, let's let's do the bivalent booster breakdown. What the government, the FDA and CDC have done is to create a new COVID vaccine. And the new vaccine is half the old vaccine and half an Omicron-specific messenger RNA. 
Otherwise, it's this, it's supposed to be the same as the old one. And in order to speed up its availability, even though cases, deaths, ICU stays are about the lowest they've ever been since the, almost since the start of the pandemic, the government wanted to roll these out very quickly. And so they didn't bother testing them in human beings. And they only tested them in a, we don't know how many, but a small number of mice. And my, you cannot correlate what happens to mice with what happens to people. So that was just a joke. I think um, it was only like eight mice or something, right? Yeah, they say eight mice. Well, there were, so there's two vaccines. There's a Pfizer and a Moderna, and they were both authorized the same day on the 31st of August and rolled out by CDC, CDC's advisory committee the next day, September 1. So the Moderna trial, not trial, but the Moderna test used at least 100 mice. I'm not sure how many the Pfizer vaccine used. But it doesn't really matter. They could have used a million mice. They don't tell you how humans respond. So they don't tell you whether it's effective. They don't tell you whether it's safe. And those are the two questions that that you need addressed. So these vaccines have rolled out. And I checked CDC and the New York Times every day has updated data on how many people are dying, how many cases there are, and how many people have been vaccinated. And so in terms of this new Omicron booster, the CDC claims that 8 million people have taken one of these new boosters. But guess what? According to the New York Times, which gets its data from the CDC, 33% of Americans before these boosters rolled out had gotten a first booster. And now New York Times says there's still 33% of Americans have gotten, you know, at least one booster. So if people are getting the boosters, they're people who have already had multiple. Okay. If, if in fact, 8 million, there are already people who had three or four shots already. The people who had two shots don't want any more. That 67% of the population is not being boosted, regardless of whether they have old or new boosters. In terms of the safety, we have no idea. In terms of the efficacy of the new boosters, we don't know that either. Although it was predicted by Tony Fauci's agency and by an article in Nature that they would be no better than the old vaccines. That's the story. We don't know why they rolled them out. What's very curious is that a bunch of other countries on the same day rolled out new Omicron boosters, either the kind the United States is having or an earlier Omicron version. Those countries include the countries of the uh, European Union, plus Switzerland, which isn't part of the EU, plus Canada, and the UK had also rolled them out within a few days, as well as the United States. So many countries at the exact same time rolled out either completely untested in humans or tested in a very small number of humans, you know, at the most a few hundred boosters for some unknown reason when none of these countries have very high rates of COVID now. It's because the sun never sets on the British Empire and Charles is in <laughs> charge now and he wants less subjects. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it almost seems like there's a world government yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. All of the uh, UK proxies and uh, Europe... I mean, you know, China, they just will still lock you down. It's still 
day zero, basically. Are you seeing these videos? It's hard to believe anything out of China after the way we got burned, but they got kids and like pods being carried away. I mean, it's just weird looking stuff going on over I've there. I've not seen the newest uh, propaganda videos from China. No. Yeah. Well, the newest propaganda video from China includes uh, four people walking up carrying a pod with a child in it, carrying mm. them away to a quarantine camp, supposedly. Yeah. Good stuff. Sad. Who knows if any of it's real, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, clearly, yeah. we were burned back in uh, March 2020 on these uh, Chinese <laughs> videos. So, Yeah, and maybe we were burned on the Fauci emails, too. Well, yeah, so it seems like you might be onto something there. You know, we might not have been burned on those Chinese uh, videos. They, they, maybe they had the vaccine before we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, Who's to say they wouldn't kill a few people off? Or who's to say it was, uh, you know, something in, that had to be injected? It could have been experiments with the... I'm sorry, bad form. I'm talking over your clip. You just finished up a clip. Merrill Nass bivalent booster protection for no apparent reason. What's that? I was just uh, when the clip ended. I didn't let you kind of uh, deconstruct it. I, I I jumped right into my own thing. Oh no, that's that was fine. All right, that's fine. But uh, this next one has some information I hadn't heard. We haven't talked much about the Novavax thing, but when you hear Novavax, what do you think? Stock fraud, stock price, stock. I I watch is my Wall Street bets keeping up with days so there's a lot of fluctuations to novavax but it's always been a bit of a scam company <laughs> yeah so is that what you think too is that what you hear well did, did you look at the title of the clip oh no <laughs> <laughs> i mean back when i was trading the stocks a little bit uh yeah novavax was always like a get in get out before it all blows up <laughs> Well, it's a, the the clip is titled Meryl Nass uh, Novavax Scam. Shocking. And she's not talking about the stock, although that does play into it a little bit. But uh, yes, yeah, so let's go ahead and play that one. But if you've heard of it at all, you've probably heard like, oh, Novavax, it's the more traditional vaccine, right? So, yes. That's uh, what they say. Like, oh, they it's say, not mRNA. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, yeah. How right. bad is this a bad move? I think it's not a bad move. I think it's a bad move for my pocketbook, but it's not a bad move overall. I had a buddy who like he's in he's into drugs. He was a, he like worked for a drug company doing like data an, an analysis and whatnot. And he he told me he's like, hey, look, you need to buy a Moderna stock. You need to buy a Novavax stock. I was like, oh, all right. And then I think I bought both a little bit of both. And then I jumped out of Novavax before it could go down, which it eventually did. But then I also sold Moderna because I started to feel like I didn't want to. I just didn't want it. I just didn't want to hold it. Yeah. It's a dumb move uh, for my pocketbook because when he told me it was. That's it's, blood money. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. So I don't. I, didn't, I couldn't. I don't think I held it for more than a couple of weeks. But. I mean, it's like. It's skyrocketing. Are you okay dealing heroin to make a few extra bucks? It's basically the same thing. I feel like heroin has a little bit more redeemable value than this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, they're they're the same category. At least your local pot dealer like is providing a service. This <laughs> these people. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Let's go. Novavax is a is a kind of a scam. It was billed as being a more traditional vaccine. That 
And clip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah>. It's just <laughs> it's just so funny to hear actual doctors talk this way because this is exactly how we always were on the Wall Street Vets subreddit. It was like, ah, Novavax is doing something. Was like, better get out before like before it goes. Like, yeah, it's gonna go up though. They got this new drug, and it was always some new drug. That they had. Just, yeah, it's like a it's like a money laundering operation of the elite or something. I don't know. So called well, elite. <laughs> Novavax is a is a kind of a scam. It was billed as being a more traditional vaccine than the messenger RNA. But it's not a traditional vaccine at all. The companies never had another product. They don't have a manufacturing facility, so it's being made in India. And it uses a platform that's only been used in the United States, I think, in one other vaccine. So a platform means the method of, of producing the antigen, the spike protein. So they've what they've done is genetically engineered a baculovirus to well, they've engineered the baculovirus to infect a, a worm, the fall army worm, grow those cells, grow the worm cells in tissue culture, infect them with the virus. And then by using the bacteria's machinery, the genetic and gen- genetically engineered DNA, DNA virus will cause the bacterial cells to make spike protein. And then you take that fermentation and you clarify it so that you extract mostly spike protein and but you get a little bit of the worm proteins and the viral proteins so you get five micrograms of spike protein and one microgram of worm and virus protein and a bit of their dna in the vaccine i can tell you something my wife got three vaccines and if she heard what you just said she would she would do anything to not take the worm vaccine. <laughs> I wish I'd had you to talk to her before she got the vaccines. <laughs> so, well, it gets worse. Then in, in order to make it actually work as a vaccine and cause some, you know, cause the immune system to respond, they needed an adjuvant. So they took an adjuvant that's never been used before in any vaccine in the United States or anywhere else in the world. They don't tell you exactly what's in it. We only know the tree that it's derived from. And that adjuvant is in this vaccine. The vaccine is not licensed. It's not It's not approved. It's another EUA product. And the whole trick was to convince people who didn't want the old vaccines because they had been made using fetal cells that this one wouldn't use the fetal cells. So therefore, you know, hospitals and other companies have been directed to take away the religious exemptions of people who said they wouldn't take the old vaccines because of fetal cells, because now the Novavax vaccine is available and they can get that one. So they're being instructed to get it. Very few people have taken it. Nobody wants it. But the government has spent billions and billions on it. So there's your... So you, they want you to eat the bugs and inject the worms, Tim. A uh, couple things. One, RFK should have some spidey scent should be tingling because that sounds like a vaccine that was designed for the Catholics. They were totally <laughs> the one, you know, because all those Catholics who were just like, oh, I can't have the aborted fetal cells. You know, what a crazy concept. You don't want aborted fetal cells. Yeah, you don't want to inject the babies. Well, inject the worms. <laughs> Which is always 
It, it's I mean, come on, it's so crazy. Why would why wouldn't you want fetal fetal cells injected into your own body? But anyway, the, it, it seems like the Catholics use that more than any others. And I know his family's uh, traditionally Catholic. Uh, also weird that RFK, who made those four hours of awesome video and documentary I watched on the real Anthony Fauci, uh, his wife fully vaccinated. Cheryl, good old Cheryl. I I used to really like her, <laughs> but. It just shows the propaganda is so thick that even yeah, our man, even our own family members fall. And she it eats just, impossible burgers. Yeah, I know. I know. She eats impossible <laughs> burgers and takes the vax. I liked her when she was just Larry David's fake wife, but now I know too much. Uh, but just say, it's a good lesson for all of us. None of us. I mean, if if our RFK's wife is getting <laughs> vaccinated and he's suing drug, if he's suing drug companies left and right to make the money. That she's living on when she's not using, you know, I'm sure she has plenty of money herself from acting and curb your enthusiasm and whatnot, but it's weird. It's a weird deal. Uh, we, it's like none of us, so don't feel bad if some of your family members succumb to it. I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm, it, it doesn't seem like it's possible to, to fully defeat this propaganda head on. Yeah, I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm very thankful both that, you know, my wife was never going to take it. And then also that she listened to me when our, our kids were born too. Yeah. And it, you know, and she, she came from a, a background being trained as a nurse. So it's yeah. not, you know, she got all the vaccine propaganda, but, um, so it's, yeah, I'm certainly thankful for that. So. Absolutely. I'm thankful that my wife doesn't eat impossible burgers too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that the Novavax scam, yeah, like oh, no more religious exemption for you because you can have Novavax, inject some worms. And is it just what's more likely, Tim, that that fermented bioengineered mass is actually producing, uh, you know? perfectly engineered spike proteins to prevent the coronavirus or that your body's just reacting to have a, a having a bunch of worm guts injected into you i mean i guess i don't know i don't think you're not you're not keeping up with science andrew <laughs> so that's what i'm thinking yeah gotta keep up with the speed of science science is changing it's always changing you don't believe in the science, I think. It's what I'm what I'm picking up from you. Yeah. So one last clip to tie it back to um topic we started with the missing the missing babies in Europe, the million missing babies. And uh she's gonna talk about the pregnancy data or lack thereof. The things we need to know have all been hidden. The CDC and the FDA are not making pregnancy data available. There are many things they have done to cover up these data. One was to when FDA licensed the Comirnaty vaccine and the, in August of last year, and then later the Moderna vaccine, they required that the companies perform safety testing in pregnancy, have a pregnancy registry. And CDC started a pregnancy registry about a year and a half ago. The pregnancy data going into VAERS, you know, looks horrendous. The 
fact that a lot of the lipid nanoparticle went into the ovaries of mice, you know, in the preclinical testing that Pfizer did, that's very scary, but we don't know exactly what it means. We do know women are at women's menses, their periods are either very heavy or for many women, they're, they're absent, they go away. So something is going on with the reproductive system in many women and it's very likely in men also, but they don't menstruate. So we don't have an, an obvious marker for that. What happened in the September 1 meeting of the CDC is that members of the advisory committee asked on several occasions, different members, what about pregnancy? What about births, stillbirths, et cetera? Nobody would say. And finally, someone said, we're going to have a meeting in the future to discuss that. So uh, all I can conclude is there's something very bad. There's very bad information from the pregnancy data, and they're still trying to figure out how to spin it. I know that the Moderna pregnancy data, the only data they had was animal data. And it was on a single rat study that was not good laboratory practices and on GLP, which normally would have it excluded. And the study was incomplete and unpublished. But that study showed that a high percentage of the rat pups had really atrocious birth defects and particularly bone problems in those babies. And the Moderna actually handed it in and said, you know, this is a problem. And FDA, in its, in its approval of the Moderna vaccine, says there were no birth defects in the rats, which is lied. It just straight out lied. And there was, you know, I mean, they're very severe birth defects. And that is literally the only data they have. And they're giving this to pregnant women. It's, you know, they're criminals. They are. Right. This is a sociopathology that they would do this. That regulators who are supposed to protect little babies most vulnerable population are giving them something that the only data they have, it shows that these, that this is very injurious to fetuses. Right. Well, they do have the VARES data and they probably have V-safe data. So they know that more women are reporting miscarriages and fertility problems than with any other vaccine ever. They know that and they're just trying to keep a lid on it as long as possible. You're right. It's completely criminal. And it's unfortunate there are so many women in these regulatory agencies who are, are leading this criminality. Yeah, there there will be no amnesty. No. CD, uh, here's an article from CNN Health, August 11th, 2021. CDC strengthens the recommendation for pregnant women to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Yeah, and... Uh, Let's see, where is it? Uh, Propaganda for dumb people, Yahoo News. Pfizer's RSV vaccine for pregnant women protects newborns against severe illness. They've got a new new vaccine to give to pregnant women to protect against RSV. Which, by the way, the history of the RSV vaccine hasn't worked worked out so well. We... uh before we Literally. moved, uh, there's a person who I ran into, uh, the lady at the park who tore, I tore down the sign. And then she's like, somebody tore down the sign. And I said, oh yeah, someone did. She's like, I would have tore it down myself. She later confided in us that she, she had had a miscarriage during this whole 
situation hmm. and never was vaccinated, but said that she and she had never also Catholic, by the way, didn't want to get any of those vaccines, uh, never vaccinated, uh, never, uh, not even close, but uh, never miscarried either and miscarried pretty severely. Um, she was able to see, I think, I don't remember if it was through uh, the ultrasound or whatnot, but was able to see her placenta, which apparently was like malformed. Hmm. This is direct from the horse's mouth. I mean, this isn't like third party. This is someone who stood right. in my living room and told me this story. And it it was... It was early. This was early. So this was, well, I guess it wasn't that. It was sometime last year, sometime 2021. It was bef- definitely before it's all been admitted that it was happening. So, Yeah, I mean, anecdotally, it's like, well, the people, I know, you know, either through work or friends or what have you, or friends of friends that had have, have had babies, which doesn't seem like all that many, then there's been lots of problems. Yeah. You know, it's just... So it's, Is that related to the men have 60% of the sperm that we did, whatever, like 50 years ago? Probably. Probably related to well, that. To, probably to also the, related to this. The lesser number of babies, yeah. But yeah. Well, also the sperm count. And I wonder how it's affecting us. It's, it was one of the things I thought about and I've talked about is I wonder how it's affecting men and their sperm count. Because if it's affecting the ovaries, it possibly could be affecting the oh yeah, yeah, testicles or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's and, and it, it kills me too because it's, they they count on people like it's so nefarious. They count on people to be good, right? And like they won't, you know, people are gonna do this, just do this, so you don't kill grandma. So they like they're like yeah. exploiting people's like kindness, and then it's like. Well, then all these people are starting to have these... Va- I remember when you first brought up, or they first started talking about No Agenda, I was like kind of averse to the idea, like, okay, it's affecting people's periods. That, just, that sounds kind of wild. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it really is. And it's common. Yeah. I mean, you start to hear like women talk about it openly. You know, women talk about these sort of things, and they're talking to each other. And, you know, I get a report back from, from the wife. Hey, hey, this is, you know, it seems like there's some stuff going on here and here, and not exactly who about who, but like hey, I'm talking to people and there's problems, you know, and it's yeah. people are still experiencing problems with this sort of stuff. I don't, but people don't talk about it. like it's not, you know, people, women don't generally talk. It's a taboo subject. Talk about your period, talk about your menstrual flow or whatever. So then they just kind of count on people not to talk about it, lock them in their house, get them on social media, make sure nobody talks to each other. Certainly don't meet at church or somewhere else so you can talk about it all and compare notes and realize, hey, something weird is happening, you know? Right. Yes, there's... Yeah, you, you end up saying, oh, my my kids had COVID, but they got over it really quickly because they were vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then that's about as much as you think about it. Yeah. On an unrelated so, note, I've been to the hospital lately and i don't know just whatever so the not me personally i was just trying yeah. to talk from that person's point of view but yeah. so ash carter i don't know if we played clips from him they did on no agenda but former 
Defense Secretary Ash Carter, and we're not talking about 20 years ago, we're talking Defense Secretary... Was it Obama, or was it even more recent? I'll double check. I, I, think, think, Obama. I think it was Obama, too. Yeah. So, dead at 68. Uh, I almost clipped the MSNBC thing where the Morning Joe and Mika... Daughter of uh, Zbigniew, we're talking about it because they were friends with the guy. Oh, he seems so healthy. Oh, it's so surprising, so sad. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Obama. Uh, Secretary, the, Secretary of Defense, February 2015 through January 2017. Deputy Secretary of Defense uh, under Obama, 2011 to 2013. No, so under came... de- under Secretary of Defense, two thousand nine to two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. So he was in both administrations, Obama and Trump. There. Yeah. So. No, January twentieth, twenty seventeen. Okay, so he came in back in. He's yeah, he's out with with Obama. Okay. So, we talked about the bodybuilder guy, Doug Brignoli. Okay. Died suddenly, and right. he had tweeted out like, "All, um, I have enough confidence in the vaccine based oh, on my gosh. research to yeah. get it done. Those yeah. of you who think the vaccine kills people Ugh. can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it." And he died not right after posting that, but he died less than a week after his booster. So. That's, you know, I I want to interrupt you for a sec here. I I want to impart something to the listeners. If you and me are wrong, then you might die of a virus that may get you, <laughs> which which someday. may or may not exist. Which may or may not exist. But even <laughs> let's, let's let's put Andrews' biases aside. Even if it does, a virus might get you and kill you. But it seems to have a lower death rate if you're under seventy than the flu does. Right. Flu slash pneumonia, apparently. But it has a lower death rate than the flu. Okay. Also, if we are wrong about Jesus being the savior of the world and this all being this huge scam by the devil to get everybody to give up like sovereignty to him, if we're wrong about that, then like... You're I still guess, going back into the dirt. We'll just die, right? We'll just go to the dirt. We're, you're, you're going to the dirt, we're going to the dirt, we're going to the dirt together, and then we're going to go to nothing. But if we're right, <laughs> there is going to be justice. Yeah. And there will be judgment. Yeah. And I don't want any part of that. I mean, I, I don't. I have an option to get out of it. I will get out of it. Because I know that I'm not, I'm not perfect in any way. I'm, I've done horrible things. But there are people who need to be judged. This is baloney. Yeah. This whole thing is baloney. Yeah, the, the appeal of uh, universalism... You know, not not quite there the way I used to think, oh, that'd be nice. I wish that were, you know, biblical. Like, everybody gets to go to heaven. Like, no, not so much anymore. You don't you want know? to see, you don't want to look over and see. Yeah, I, I, can, I can identify a little bit with Jonah, you know, where he's <laughs> like, like, I really don't want to go tell those people to repent because they might actually repent and then you won't. <laughs> You won't destroy their city and kill them all, God. And so there's, 
No, I I do want people to repent. A hundred percent. I I just don't want to grant amnesty <laughs> <laughs> to to these Bill monsters. Yeah. So Anthony. Jeff yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah. So just a, a few more kind of headlines there. Sorry. Uh, Christina Applegate, oh. fairly well known. She needs yep. walking sticks now. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Griffin, self-described D-list celebrity, needs uh, her voice has been permanently damaged by her lung cancer surgery. Uh, NASCAR driver had to pull out of a race because he, f- you know, felt terrible, and they're not really explaining what happened there. You know, young race car driver Tyler Reddick. Uh, NASCAR drivers, for those of you who don't know, athletes. Car, car seat headrest, which serious. is apparently a band, okay. uh, cancels their tour, and Brazilian journalist keels over on TV. That all come, came from Mark Crispin Miller. Uh, where's Walensky? Oh, she's got COVID, which came back, uh, which Gold, she first got after her fifth. Uh, her fifth jab. Golden parachute. Then she got COVID. Uh, then she went on Paxlovid. And now she has COVID again. So, working great. <laughs> Rebound. She must have had a, break, she had a breakthrough infection. <laughs> took Paxlovid, <laughs> then got a rebound. Yeah. Which are, which are unusual. It's just... Fauci got the same rebound. Biden got the same rebound. Yeah, they're, it's almost like everyone has a crazy famous bad in government reaction. gets the the rebound with Paxlovid. But I'm sure it's rare. I'm sure it happens one in a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Walensky can repent if you want to, but yeah. All right, should we wrap it up with the Peter McCullough clip that we've played before, but I think is certainly still relevant? Sure. This will be the the end of the COVID vax segment. Uh, I'm not. I'm not quite. Oh, down. you got some. I got one. Okay. But it's it's at least it's from a. Uh, wait, is it a vaccine achieving goals? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to comment. Edward Dowd is a billionaire. He's former BlackRock uh, manager who's come out. He's been the first big guy on Wall Street to come out and said basically Pfizer defrauded the government. It's clear now. All the insurance companies are showing anybody who takes a vaccine much higher risk of death over the next year. The, the insurance companies are blowing up with deaths all over, especially in young people. It just hit yesterday. Um, the millennial generation, the mortality is way up. The vaccine accelerates death from other causes. So if someone has cancer, the vaccine accelerates that. If someone has heart disease, one's more likely to have fatal heart attacks and strokes. The blood clotting, it's undeniable the vaccines cause blood clotting, which is a a common cause of final death as a large blood clot travels to the lung or in the brain. Justin Bieber's wife had a blood clot in the brain. All the athletes dying on the field, you can see it all over. The vaccine is incredibly risky. 
And it is basically, it's achieving its goal. If, if the goal was to reduce the world's population, it's working. Now, we have, it's not been long enough to see the impact of the vaccine on fertility, but that's the next shoe to drop. Just a reminder that, you know, he was allowed to talk for quite a while when it was, you know, if you're young and healthy, you shouldn't get the vaccine. But it, there might be some benefit to old people. But now, now that he's talking uh, depopulation and affecting fertility. Board certified, board certification pulled. Yanked. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard it put an interesting way earlier. I think it might have been McCullough via the written word. I don't know. No, it was not McCullough. Maybe somebody commenting on something McCullough said, but it was. Uh, Said so the vax will get you eventually. It's based. It doesn't matter how. It, it's different for different people, but it's essentially like pouring sand into your, into your engine oil. Like it's it'll it's gonna break it down eventually. Yeah, I thought it was a good analogy because it, it seems like you know you get a little bit of sand, you get a little bit of dirt in your engine oil. The engine's strong. It's gonna keep going. Things are fine. You know, for a while, and you start to get a buildup, and then things start to go to go sideways all of a sudden now you got a perfectly good engine that's running weird doesn't start right cold cold start in the morning can't really get going you know what i mean it's very similar yeah i'm i'm very sensitive to car problem talk tim this is you a sore car, subject you having car problems over there <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it i get it uh, I think that I, I do. I, I mean, everybody's got car problems, man. Every, like I used to say when I was selling cars, everybody makes a car payment. You're either paying a bank or you're paying the mechanic. Everybody's making a payment. Some people are unlucky enough to pay both. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good sales line. Yeah, it's yeah. true though. Everybody yeah. makes a car payment. You're paying the mechanic or you're paying the new cars don't have as many issues, but you're paying for, you know, you're paying interest, you're paying the bank. Too much money. Well, what, what do you think of Dvorak's theory that Land Rovers are designed to break down? Oh, I heard that. that. That was funny. Uh, well, it's kind of funny. Were you, he said, were you insulted? I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> not surprised from him. I mean, he drives a Lexus from 1994 or whatever, <laughs> which I can't. Da- I can't blame the guy. Like nothing yeah. wrong with that. But uh, no, it's funny. Land Rover gets the, a bad rap, and you know maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. Uh, but regardless there are statisticians who sit down actuators who sit down and try to figure out exactly where the money line is right and that's how they come up with this and so it's not like land rover is unique in that and as a matter of fact land rover is a four-year fifty thousand mile warranty whereas most of your american cars are three year 36 so they've figure it out they don't just come up with those numbers out of nowhere they've figured out okay here's the profit line right right like we've designed it so that things will be fine through this if stuff goes wrong we'll promise to fix it but you know past this point you know we can't uh, all bets are off we can't we can't do anything you know that's too far and that's exactly how it's all designed. I mean, yeah, what he said was true. It, you know, he wanted to throw Land Rover under the bus, which is fine. <laughs> I don't. I own two of them, but they're very specific models for very specific reasons, and there's they're they're fine. 
They're not. I don't drive a hundred thousand dollar Range Rover. No, both of my cars are very old, over 10, 12 years old now. So, um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It just that's how all cars are, Dvorak. Literally, all of them have a warranty <laughs> date that ends, and then stuff starts to break. That's exactly how it is. You bought a car that is so far out of warranty. I mean, it's like 10, 12, 15 years out of warranty that you have over there, Andrew. So they've designed it so that they, they there's a certain amount of time that they will back it. That that time has ended. <laughs> they're they're yeah. no longer backing it. And they're hoping to sell you some parts at the least and some service if they can get it. But no, it was, it was funny. Um, I was just going to look to see what I had here. Oh, I'm in the wrong wrong folder here. Uh, wanted to play. Well, we we better get to the break here pretty quick. Well, did you want to do your your COVID thing? Yeah, I guess I'll do my COVID thing. It is a it's a it's a, it'll lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit long, but it's I think well worth it. Let me see. It's not serious at all. It's uh my buddy Jimmy Dore. <laughs> uh, going through like I like we've talked about in the last several weeks. It's the uh, the true believers, you know, the ones who get two vaccines and then get injured and start looking around like, hey, what in the world is going on? That come back the maddest. And uh, Jimmy continues to be mad. But uh, you, you told me all those people were conspiracy theorists and crazies. <laughs> and why were they right about everything? Yeah. Well, and he touches on another thing that I actually didn't even run into re- until recently, I think because I'm, I've been lucky. But apparently, the do your own research crowd is a new derogatory term have you heard this well they didn't they do that story what it was i forget the publication but there was some yeah it was very derogatory about Mm -hmm. uh the do your own research like why we can't do our own research on science because we're too Feeble-minded. Yes. So Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy and his but his sidekick get into this. This is this is good stuff. So I'm covering it as a news story that the Pfizer woman admitted to something that if I said would get my channel taken down on YouTube. The Pfizer lady, that's executive from Pfizer, admitted something in front of the European Parliament that if I said on my own channel, YouTube would take it down. So please, YouTube, we're trying to cover this at the speed of science. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to cover this at the speed of propaganda. And uh, so, by the way, Pfizer to become a hundred billion behemoth next year, thanks to COVID nineteen drug and vaccine analysis analyst. There it is, hundred billion. So it worked out. Uh, okay, that's it. Okay. Uh, then here's the guy, the head of Pfizer. He's. I just want to remind you how much of a liar. Where's the doctor in front of his name? It doesn't doctor. say. Why doesn't it say doctor? <laughs> Where's doctor? He says Alvaporta? excited to share the. That updated anal- analysis from our phase three study with BioNTech also showed that our COVID-19 vaccine, 100% effective in preventing COVID-19. Now, according to the in executive, according to the executive, they never even tested it to see if that was true. So was each phase not even a different full mouse? or <laughs> uh, Who knows? Uh, so that said that the vaccine was 100% effective in preventing COVID-19 cases in South Africa. And then he says it again, 100%. But the lady at the European Parliament said that they never even tested to see if it did. Well, in South Africa. So you have to really look see, at the South African oh, okay. numbers. 
You see? I got you. So goes South Africa, so goes the world. That was the science then. That was. <laughs> Here's a tweet by Pfizer. The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine has not been approved or licensed by the U.S. FDA, but it has been authorized for emergency use to prevent COVID-19 in individuals. That was from January 26, 2021. Mm. That's what they were saying. Now, they knew. By the way, this tweet is still up. So I don't know how Twitter works anymore, but I thought they took down medical misinformation. Maybe they don't anymore. Maybe they let you keep it up. Uh, Pfizer was saying this on January. That's Pfizer was saying this. Pfizer. Now the Pfizer is saying they didn't test it to see if this was true. That's what they're saying now. And now do you see why you should always be skeptical of government and big pharma when they tell you anything about anything, that you don't have faith in science, that you don't trust science? What do you do with science? You question science until they show you the evidence. That's how science works. You don't trust it. You don't shame people for doing their own research. You don't have faith in science, like some comedians say. Comedians will put it on their in their stand-up. I have faith in sight. They'll say that, not realizing how dumb that actually makes them sound. Because you don't trust science. You don't have faith in it. You question the shit of it. You know, you could be dumb, but I just, the resentful thing I have is you're going to talk down to people yes. that are smart enough to read. To read. And you're going to, like, that's the that's just the real... That's like the sticking point to me. Is to me, it is too. You go, I don't know nothing. I do what I say. Okay. But like, yeah. yeah, if you want to go, hey, I let other people do my thinking for me when it comes to my health care or taking experimental medical treatments, I let other people do my thinking for that. That what you're saying, that, that's one <laughs> thing. But it's another thing to then go, you're if you actually do want to think about what are you, this. One of these guys oh, that you, read. You, you got, what are you going to start reading? What are you, Huck Finn's dad Look, in the book? What are you, better than me? <laughs> you reading books? Yeah, looks like we got ourselves a reader. <laughs> Tell me, boy, what you reading for? <laughs> uh, so, again, here it is. That's from, from, from Pfizer. It was authorized for emergency use to prevent COVID-19 in individuals 16 and over. That was from January 26, 2021. So there's no, and I've showed you, I've showed you the number one news host. I've showed you the president of the United States. I showed you the head of the CDC and I showed you the head of the FDA. They all said this thing that now the Pfizer executive says is a lie. Initially, a small number of so-called breakthrough infections were reported, but by late 2021, it had become clear the vaccinated were still catching and spreading the virus. <laughs> Health officials now say that although the vaccines do not completely prevent transmission, they reduce the severity of the disease and so ease the strain on hospitals. <laughs> breakthrough. Breakthrough infections. That's actually a made-up marketing term they pulled out of at the speed of science. <laughs> Breakthrough infections, also known as infections. <laughs> Breakthrough infections. Breakthrough cases, also known as cases. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Jimmy makes me laugh. So what are you, Huck Finn's dad over here? <laughs> what are you reading for? You think you're better than me? <laughs> It, it is. It's insane. It's insane. Oh, you're, yeah. you're doing your own research. <laughs> we got ourselves a reader. It's just, yeah, this we, guy's over here reading. First you start 
reading science and then questioning science. Next thing you know, you're z- zetetic. And you believe in a flat earth. It's just, <laughs> is it slippery slope? What's zetetic mean? Is it, that's, is it believing in a flat earth? Zeteticism is the idea that you should be able to experiment and observe the reality that's around you. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, that's where you get the, you know, like, we'll put, put this thing in a canal and how far away can we see it? And if we're on a ball, we shouldn't be able to see it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. No, I, it is interesting. We all should be able to do that, but whatever you do, don't read. Just let other people just, just be like, I let other people do my critical thinking for me. Just yeah. They, if it, if it's important, they'll tell me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, and it, go ahead. You know, it's hard to believe I didn't clip something from the RFK stuff, but I didn't clip the part where he talked about the California law. Uh, the one that Dr. Like, Drew was complaining about a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, criminalizing of yeah. the mm-hmm. second opinion stuff. So, I mean, you really, truly can't trust your doctor. I mean, how do you trust a doctor who has no option on what to tell you? You're trusting the health bureaucrat that's telling your doctor what to tell you. Mm, preach. <laughs> that's the truth. But interestingly enough, that law specifically exempts uh, public speaking hmm. because they know that it violates the First Amendment. Uh. So doctors are able to tell the truth in public, but they're not able as doctors in a private consultation with you to give you real advice. Wow. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, so. it does make perfect sense. What are you, one of those readers? You reading over here? <laughs> Thank you, California. Don't... <laughs> Don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree, where I also search the Googles. Yeah. This WebMD article isn't going to read itself. (laughs) Yeah. What does the CDC say today? Revelations Radio. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Do, 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 do. Maddie B. Revelations Radio News has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from this episode, this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. Of course, this is Revelations Radio News, episode 296. We are closing in on the big 300. It's a nice round number. We, I mean, Future Quake quit at 300. That was it. Yeah, we hung it, hung it up. we will not quit at three hundred. I don't know if we'll get to four hundred. So this, but I can confidently say we're not planning to quit at three hundred. There you go. We're not quitting at three hundred. So we will keep it, keep it going. So thank you everybody for supporting us. Those of you who did through prayer, volunteerism, sending us clips like Maddie B, or uh, even just praying for us, like I was saying before. I clicked the wrong thing to open here. I've got it open. Please. Let's get going on it. I uh, 
overall, I think we're both enjoying Give, Send, Go. I know you like it. Uh, I really was convinced by them calling and praying with me for the podcast. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, I got to figure out just exactly how much they take out. It appears they don't take out anything unless you give. We had a couple listeners who gave over so that they gave Give, Send, Go. I can kind of see that in this little spreadsheet extrapolation I can do. Uh, it gives me a little bit more information, but I actually didn't realize it. There's a box that I said, like it's unchecked to begin with, which is cool. Cause I probably would have unchecked it anyway, but there's a box that makes you, uh, makes donors have to tell you their address or like tell you personal information. And it was, it's unchecked by default. So oh, okay, that's why we continue to get anonymous stuff and I'll go double check. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten... I think this is accurate, so... Okay. Well, we've got Danny from Medford, Oregon. Send us $25. Thank you, as always, Danny. And we've got uh, Mark. Parts don't have the location on there, but that's a PayPal donation of $55. Thank you very much, Mark. And that concludes our PayPal donations. We are that concludes we're the... big, da- <laughs> big time down on donations, but I think a lot of it is our... A lot of our lists, I, I continue to get emails. It's like, hey, this payment didn't go through. This automatic payment didn't go through. This automatic payment didn't go through. I was like, yeah, they're they're finding other ways to, to, to donate. So, yep. Uh, and the the ratio, the gifts and goes dropped down this week, though. So we're down to two PayPal's and two gifts and goes. So we yeah. got an anonymous donation from gifts and go of twenty five dollars. Thank you very much, and. A second, hopefully not a, a second anonymous donation. Hopefully it was the same person hitting the button twice, but $25. So, uh, it was different dates. It should be different. Yeah. Is it tw- two $25 donations? That's what it shows here. That's what it shows. Let me look it up just to be sure. Am I breaking up at all on my end? Can you hear me? I don't all think right? so. Okay, good. You were breaking up just a little bit there, so hopefully it comes through. I will double check just to log in. So uh, for those of you who are kind of wary of a new pay platform, I will tell you that if unless you put the information in here, I can't see it. So I don't know that they can see it, um, but it seems to be a fairly secure platform. So I and. Yes, I, I'm fairly confident that Gifts and Go will not attempt to confiscate funds yes. for giving to RN and promoting our disinformation. That's right. I, I think that's true. I'm just going to look at... I don't even... I, <laughs> there it is. Thank you guys, everybody who donated this week and uh, who want to uh, continue to donate or help us out. What in the world? Donation and if, list. if either of those uh, donations, if you either did not intend to be anonymous or if you donated $25 because you want a book, let us know through other contact means there absolutely yes please reach out to us revelations radio news backslash uh contact and there you can submit stuff if you want to give us your address so that we can mail you the book please do uh we have two subscription donations on 
that are set up on Give Sing Go. So that's another oh, part cool. that I can see. So uh, Kathy started one up as well as a gentleman named Rick started one up as well. So Awesome. Yeah. It looks like they can cap it off too. So they can say, I want to do this much, but I want it to go to this amount. So kind of cool. I was going to look and see if there was any more details on the people that donated but overall i think it is a pretty uh pretty anonymous type of deal very cool yeah so, so thank you guys so much for your uh help and, it, and support and if you if you don't trust give send go to be anonymous then there's always bitcoin there's always bitcoin there's also uh just p.o box which you could send i guess do Bill pay or something like that. It, well, I guess it's not anonymous to me, but it's anonymous to pretty much everybody else. Nobody else yeah. can see it. So, and we wouldn't read it if you don't want us to. So, uh, appreciate that. I just wanted to log in to PayPal, make sure there wasn't something. Oh, we I got a new donation. My apologies. This came through yesterday. Uh, a gentleman named Robert donated five dollars uh, yesterday. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. And then I never did get to the right screen on Give Sing Go just to make sure that there, but there has been no additions. I just wanted to make sure those last two were correct. All right. I think, are you talking somewhere away from the microphone? A uh, little bit, yeah. Okay. Better? I don't think it's a technical difficulty. I just couldn't hear you. Ah, so. that might be it. So... Okay, well, uh, yeah, if anybody has any clips, anything they want to send us, send us some prayers, send us some donations. You can send it to the B.O. box. You can send it to Give Sing Go. You can send Buy Me a Coffee. You can send PayPal. Uh, it kind of feels like this whole PayPal thing was a way to kind of thwart the independent media in a lot of ways. I think James Corbett was hot on the trail on that one right away because it was pretty intense, the number of people that dumped it, I know. Dvorak got all bent out of shape about it too, but it's it's weird. It's if you're going to go after like the main funding of uh, alternative media, taking out PayPal not a not a bad way to go. Yeah, and they did supposedly re-implement that thing. They did. It's still it's now it's just like a one clause in there. It's it's in a different place. So they took it from the yeah. EUA and put it in the terms of service or something. But they did move it, and it's but it's back. It's back in there. Yeah, it's very just... weird very weird and it's hard to understand to, too, to like, clarify it's yeah it's not it would be us that would be fine twenty five hundred dollars not right. the donor yeah yeah they would just say they and presumably they would have to be getting you know like some legal action right not warrant, but whatever, you know, like the Canadian government saying you got to confiscate that money given to the truckers. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I don't trust PayPal any more than I trust Elon Musk. Ooh. Revelations Radio. Actually, I probably shouldn't even have played that yet. We've got, we got, we got a few emails to get to here. Uh, oh, here's the, here's the email. Um, this is a perfect... I think I forwarded this email to you. 
It's a perfect example how not to convince anybody about your point. <laughs> uh, hello, Tim and Andrew. I got turned on to you guys by Will over at the Truth is Stranger Than Fiction YouTube channel. He was right. You guys are putting out the best podcasts on the flat earth. By the way, Tim, I know you haven't been able to give up your ball, but let me tell you a story. I live in South America with my wife and seven-year-old who are heavy globetards. My wife gets extremely <laughs> agitated if I tell them the heliocentric model that you guys hang on to by dear life. Ironically, it's the same heliocentric model that globies believe in and suckle. Anyway, my wife's not around, so I try to chastise my seven-year-old into believing the flat earth. It's not a, not a good tone, buddy. Like, this is not... <laughs> and then well, later, I think it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Well, it's tongue-in-cheek, but it's... Uh, he had to tell his seven-year-old he poops upside down. He said all the globies hang onto their, uh, onto their, onto their, their globe. I don't know. It's, uh, let's see. I think his daily chastisement will come to an end. Tim, I just spent a month proving the, just telling me to spend a month proving the flat earth wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's tongue in cheek, but I was just like, you know, this is a, the tone here is off, but his tongue in cheek is a little bit different. Oh, and also... He doesn't understand the free book for donations. He just wants a book. So here's his address. Well, are you sure? Because you just said there was a donation from Rick. Uh, This guy's name is Jay. He said, I heard you guys talking about a sending address. If we want a copy of Andrew's book on Substack, I'm not sure what all that's about. Do I need to give you something other than a mailing address? Here's my mom's address. Please send me a book. Okay. I was looking at the other one. The other one that also had some um, some biblical cosmology. Less chastisement. From, yeah. And this one is from Rick. Yeah. You want me to read this one? Uh, sure. Hey, love the show. All the talk about a spinning ball flying through space gets to me, though. You got to use their numbers. The spinning ball is flying around the sun at 66.6 thousand miles per hour. It is tilted at 66.6 degrees, and the curvature is 0.666 feet per mile. Even though these obscure and random numbers can be hard to memorize, I have a feeling Andrew will pull it off. Side note, I'm also on a never-ending deep dive into alternative health. And you guys have covered many of the things I've researched over the years. I've got one you might resist, though, because it's something you are probably currently taking, and I'm finally convinced it's not something we should be supplementing Mm -hmm. in the widely available form. Vitamin D. Yep, the one vitamin that doctors regularly test for and prescribe is bogus. You can't put the sun in a vitamin. It's actually a hormone called colociferol. Maybe that's spelled right. I don't know. Uh, and it raises your storage D level on a test, but it's argued that it is at an insignificant level. The only test that matters is your active vitamin D level, and no one tests for that one. Jim Stevenson is a guy to look into who has done a lot of research on this, and Morley Robbins, one of the copper promoters you guys have mentioned, is in agreement. Uh, not only is this hormone argued to be bogus, they say it can be very harmful to your health, and that's why Kulos calciferol is also used in rat poison Hmm. fun racking your brains over that debate your brother in christ rick yeah it was was an interesting one what do you think i'm already on the vitamin d is bad um train but i'm picking my battles with you so (laughs) so i didn't want to be like you know like hey look into this copper thing and flat earth and vitamin D is bad because it's 
It's too I much. Haven't looked, I haven't looked it's into it that extreme. Sure. But I, I have seen seen that argument. So. It's too much too much at once. You just you gotta quit you gotta be able to, to take on one thing at a time. Well the, and we we have both consistently recommended getting out and getting sunshine much more often than like like hey take a vitamin D supplement. We're no. just saying vitamin D is important. Um and if you live somewhere like Oklahoma, it's very you know, there's really no reason that you would have to take a vitamin D supplement. Absolutely. But if you're somewhere where the sun doesn't shine, Cascade Locks, Oregon, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a choice of like either not getting vitamin D or trying to supplement vitamin D during the winter months. Well, so riddle me this, Batman. If we can't aren't supposed to be taking vitamin D I always, I don't always, I often, as I've talked about on this show, judge things by the reaction of the machine. And one of the reactions of the machine I point to is like ivermectin. Like the backlash of the, hey, let's just start taking ivermectin was so strong. I was like, hey, I got to look into this ivermectin thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a lot of backlash. I, I, I can say for a I've said it a bunch of times. I know. I know. Every time you bring up vitamin D to a doctor, the first thing they say, "Oh, you gotta be careful. You could get vitamin D poisoning because it's fat soluble, and so you can overdose on vitamin D." Yeah. They all say that. But here's some opioids. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it's 100 percent right. So it's it's hard for me to believe that they told them something right. I guess. Like, yeah. Like it turns out, don't take vitamin D. They were right. It's fat soluble. It's dangerous. I don't know. Well, I think so. Back in the beginning COVID era, mm-hmm. there was that one study which I don't know never came up again, but that talked about how high fructose corn syrup lowers your vitamin D levels. Yeah, I remember and that. And that vitamin D levels were associated with worse outcomes with COVID. And that also those things could together matched up with the obesity, you know, right. worse yeah. COVID outcomes. Because if you're taking in a lot of high fructose corn syrup, then you're likely obese. Because uh, that stuff really is poison. So the answer might well be, you know, get sunshine and avoid the high fructose corn syrup as opposed to supplement vitamin D. Um, mm. But, you know, I, there could also be other forms. It's kind of interesting how all these, sure. like, it seems so simple. Vitamin D, vitamin B, but really there's like, you know, six different kinds of vitamin B and some of them are sure. maybe toxic. So, yeah. You can get omegas from fish oil or, you know, different oils. And, yeah, it's interesting. There's different sources for it all. Well, that yeah, that's just fish oil. There's, you know, multiple opinions on that, especially if you're potentially getting mercury or what have you. But hmm. I don't know. Probably the... Yeah, I, I'm certainly still trying to f- figure everything out as as well and uh 
Rick, we appreciate the email. Sure, absolutely. And I think, you know, Tim, I think you handled that very maturely. Which one? This email. Oh, no, it's... The, no, the it's, vitamin D question. Yeah, no, I think... I, I'm starting to think about it. I don't know. I've been taking it. I've been taking it a lot. I take a lot of it, though. I take a lot. It's like 10,000 IUs or something. Yeah. Picture of health. Picture of health over here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. Clearly not. So, well, it, point to me getting the stomach flu like a week ago. So, stomach bug. Well, if you was. are, if you are following your own advice and getting out. Side and getting day. exercise, yeah. then you probably don't need the supplement. That's probably true. I'll, I'll start thinking about just the, the vitamin D coming from the sun, the globe that's within our or the spinning ball <laughs> that's within our own atmosphere. That's confusing. What the spinning ball? What what the spinning ball of flame that's within our own atmosphere. Who said it's a spinning ball of flame? Okay, so the the ro- rotating ball of flame <laughs> within our own atmosphere. What what makes you think it's rotating? It's just moving. Oh my gosh! In a circle? Would well, that be a rotation? Well, th- no, a rotation's like you know, spinning. Okay. Are you talking about the the course it is taking through yes, the firmament? The course it is taking through the firmament. Uh, our last email is a guy who's wanting to send us a book. That's cool. Oh, really? James sent me your way. I've written a book. I want to send it to you guys. Here's a awesome. Video. Yeah, I'll forward this to you. So, this just came in. If you want to send me a book, I will read your book. All right. Because I know it takes some takes some work to write a book. So it does take some work. All right. Well, I think that officially ends our donation slash email segment. I thought there was more to get into, but I couldn't find it. So that's all right. No, no. I miss. I need a letter. I need to crackle some paper in somebody's ear. Yeah. I want. A, I want a letter. Love that. I, it's my favorite part. Well, we did get an email from someone who said they liked it. Yeah. Maddie B, who sent the jingles, also told me that no, 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 I, I no, don't no. need to trigger you. No, I'm as... not talking about the paper wrinkly. Okay. The email from uh, Dave or David. Okay. In the cloudy and mild suburb of Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He emails so often, he doesn't use the form, so it's not under my normal... Ba- uh, f- uh, yeah. Yeah. So he... We're getting a lot he, of feedback on the grounding. What... Well, so he, yeah, I'll do, I'll just read what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I finally watched the grounding movie. I had a mixed reaction. Some of it made sense to me, but a lot didn't. One problem I had with the movie was that it stated, was what it stated about inflammation, labeling it as a root cause of disease. It's not. This seems to be the latest example of promoting symptoms as root causes. Previous ones are high cholesterol and high blood pressure. All three are normal parts of the healing process. High blood cholesterol provides the building block molecule cholesterol for the growth of new cells. High blood pressure increases blood flow to places that need it. Inflammation dismantles and removes dead and dying tissues. None of these things happen on their own, so none are root causes. They are all responses to some problems, such as an injury, an infection, poor nutrition, or the presence of a toxin. And they are meant to be temporary temporary 
because they go away after the problem is removed and the healing is complete. They are good and that healing wouldn't couldn't occur without them. To stop any of them, including stopping inflammation by grounding, if that works, without dealing with the underlying problem, could actually be dangerous. Another problem I had with the movie was one of its mechanisms of operation, namely that electrons from the earth will have some beneficial effect inside the body. One of my de- degrees is in electrical engineering from... Um, I won't name the school just in case that would identify him, but um, so I know a little little about this. We were taught that all the free unbalanced charge, extra electrons or missing electrons in the conducting object move to the object's surface. They have to because light charges repel each other. Here are a couple of videos about that. And this this means that in a person which is uh, basically a bag of mostly conductive salt water, all free charge goes to to the outer layer of skin, hair, or clothing if it's conductive. The outer layer of skin and hair is composed of dead cells, so all the electrons brought in by the grounding would end up at the dead cells, so I don't understand how grounding could have any physical effect on the inner living cells and on health. One point about that is there was someone in the movie that said that, that the electrons go up into your body, but separately I've heard the grounding thing, the idea is that you're, you know, you're grounding stuff's going electrical, whatever is l- able to leave your body hmm. and go into you. the ground, uh. which would make a little more sense with, you know, what he's saying, which I think is correct. Um, you know, and basically when you're wearing shoes or you're, inside where everything's insulated there's no way for that to to leave, leave you and and okay. the theory is that that affects inflammation and what have you and he says uh to be fair there's one mechanism that made sense to me and might provide benefit from grounding it was a segment about meditation the earth's fundamental natural resonant frequency of 7.83 hertz um is then he's got a source to that is within both the alpha brainwave frequencies and the theta frequencies associated with relaxed wakefulness and sleep. So it's possible that an electrical connection to the earth could amplify the effect of its natural 7.83 hertz oscillations and have a calming effect and help with sleep by encouraging brainwave frequencies into the alpha and theta Mm. bands. Mm. It might also counteract some of the disruptive effects of the many other EMF signals to which we are exposed these days. But overall, to me, this movie sounds like an attempt to weaken the health movement and distract it from practices that actually benefit health. I suspect if one looked carefully enough, one would find Big Pharma behind it. Now, I, you know, I am always looking to find Big Pharma behind everything. But the the reason I don't suspect that I I suspect uh, big new age behind this one, not big pharma, and the reason is that uh, grounding, although there are some devices I guess you could pay you know pay for it, the big pharma giveaway is the you need an expensive medication. Yeah. So. It's, my take on it. Uh, and then, Dave, again, if grounding proponents of the film have actually experienced what appear to be the benefits of grounding and they actually believe the good things they are saying about it, there's an explanation for that. It's possible that 
Directed energy weapons and other mind control techniques were used to make it appear that grounding had benefits by turning on unpleasant symptoms when grounding was not being used and turning them off when it was. I know it might be difficult to believe, but I believe it's possible with existing technology and worth the expense for Big Pharma to do so. Well, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo the directed energy weapons. Uh, In this case, I I don't... I didn't suspect that was what was going on, but that was Dave's opinion. So I forgot. I've been meaning to pull this out. Dave wrote this, gosh, six, eight months ago, and I never did read it, but I kind of chuckled when I read it the first time and never got to it on the show. Uh, From a sunny, cold suburb of Boston, Massachusetts, in New England, where if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. I'm Dave Redacted. Hello, Tim. I've been on a low-carb diet for years, and I encourage it for others. My Christian acquaintances, I've joked that even God prefers low-carb and justify it by pointing to the fact that God rejected Cain's offering of grain but accepted Abel's offering of blood and fat. (laughs) Biblical scholars would probably give other reasons for this, but it got people thinking about low-carb, and I got a couple of them to try it. Sincerely, David. So, David's been into uh, health and... Kind of yep. keep it, keeping up with this stuff for a long time. Not a... Uh... Yeah, so, you know, this is just a, a kind of a common theme with the show of when we hear from you who listen to the show, you're generally smarter than we are. So, <laughs> always good to learn. Always good to hear from you and learn something. So. Uh, Reno wrote me again. Reno is our uh, firefighter friend who wrote in about the uh, F aqueous film forming foam. And then the, he gave us that great information on the uh, Teslas that are being, you know, that require 30,000 gallons or whatever crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wrote me, he wrote us, wrote it in again, and he said, Kong, or excuse me, uh, grounding through concrete redux. He said, grounding should work through concrete. I just, oh, okay. I just connected the rebar on my new slab to a triple uh, zero gauge wire, which in turn will ground my metal building and help keep and help create a Faraday effect that should help with Carrington events or EMPs. God, I love our listeners. (laughs) I'll get to it, but I'll do a comparison later between dirt and concrete by using my fluke meter and see if one grounds better than the other. Wet feet surely connect better, so damp soil and damp concrete would be best. Reno in Hmm. Texas battling proton VPN errors. So... All right. By the way, well, I, feel, I feel you on those Proton VPN errors. My my phone it, it can't connect. It's like, yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh well, actually, I haven't been using their VPN. I did have a weird glitch in Proton today, but yeah. Um, so personal experience, I've been I've been dabbling okay. with the grounding. Been dabbling in the grounding. What's going on, Andrew? What's going so on? Me I, too, by the way. So I got a pers- I'll go with personal experience. And and you know, literally like walking out of my backyard barefoot is what I'm. You know, this one, is what I'm doing. One thousand percent. Me too. <laughs> so I had um, not like a, a back injury pain, but just a, a pain kind of between my left shoulder blade and spine, like right back in there. And it, I'd felt it for, I don't know, at least a day. So it wasn't something that was just a, a few minutes it went away. So I'm like, all right, I'll try the grounding thing. But I kind of forgot that that's what I was doing it for. And then 
about an hour after going outside for a while, walking around, I realized, wait a second, I can't feel the hmm. pain in my back anymore. So it could be totally placebo effect, sure. very possible, yeah. but I did, you know, and still, still gone, still feels fine. So I, my, mine has been similar, but mine is the, the kids winding the kids down before bed. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of, it's not really a, uh, a good test. I wouldn't use, I, there's, there's no real data here to be gleaned, but essentially I've been taking the kids out back with everybody with their shoes off and throwing a ball around or kicking a ball or racing and just doing stuff, which, you know, in the end they go to sleep quicker and it's easier to put them to sleep, which is better. But you know, it's mostly probably because they're burning, more, <laughs> burning more energy by running around with dad in the backyard than yeah. it is that they're grounding and bringing down their inflammation or whatever probably healthy whatever the mechanism is which is you know i'll certainly admit is still in doubt seems like a healthy thing to do Uh, yeah yeah that's exactly again if andrew and i are wrong you're just in your backyard with your (laughs) shoes off that's it (laughs) Uh, until you're drinking bone broth topless <laughs> then it's just start questioning what what, in the world, what have I done with my life? What is going on? Yeah. How did I get back to Oklahoma? Exactly, what's going on here? We have never endorsed the sunning of genitalia on this podcast, so it don't makes, blame that on us. Don't if blame that on the, us. If you get that from someone else, don't blame that on our end. It makes, I guess, it makes some sense. I don't understand <laughs> the red light though. That's the part that gets me. I need to. I need to man up. I need to up my man card. I don't understand what the red light is doing. Supposedly red light increases sperm count, well, the, or is it that blue light well, decreases they make the, sperm count? Sperm I think the blue light is, is bad, and they do make those you know, sunglass type things that's supposed to filter out the, the well, yeah, blue they work. light. The, the blue light glasses, yeah. yeah. My wife has some. I just prefer the night mode on the screens. It just takes out all the white and makes it like a yellow. Oh, okay. Never use that? Um, I, I don't believe so, no. Yeah, your, your phone has it. If you swipe down from the top. In oh, well, I'm never those... looking at my phone, so that's it's easy. What's that? So I... Very well, you... little of screen time. Almost all my screen time is desktop computer. Well, they have okay. So on your desktop, there's a nightlight setting. You should look it up sometime. Just in the okay. little, in the search bar on the bottom, just hit nightlight, and you can strengthen Does it. That, and that changes it. Does that just make it produce less light? No, no, no. It changes the. Uh, just do it. You should do it right now. <laughs> type cert, type night in the bottom of your little search bar there. We have Windows 10. Yep. Yep. Does it pop on? Screens emit blue light, which can keep you up at night. Night light displays warmer colors to help you sleep. So okay. turn it on, and then adjust the strength. I want to. I want to hear this reaction. Okay, so it's right now. It's like full bore. Should so lower it. Oh no, it's full bore. The strength is. Yeah. No, that's fine. But just did you already turn it on? Yeah. Okay. Now go to like a a web page. But do you, do you notice the difference already? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Did you feel your like eyes relax a little bit too? It's like a, a warming. Yeah, I think so. I've been using this forever, way before they had it in Windows and iPhones started doing it. There was an app called Flux, and I was using it on there back when I was doing graphic design, staring at a computer for too long. It just takes all well, the Well, there you up. go, night, night light, people. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know can... why you didn't tell me about this before. Sorry, I didn't awesome. know. I didn't know you didn't know. It's right in the right in the OS. You can schedule it, too. So you can schedule it. Some of them will do it for sunrise. Other ones, you can just do it whenever. But I always had mine. By the end of the day at work, people come over to my desk like, what's wrong with your computer? It's like <laughs> orange. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to wind it down, man. I'm not trying to stare at this blue light till late into the night here, so... All right. Well, we're on we're on the nightlight portion of the podcast. <laughs> now that we're in the nightlight portion of the podcast, I'm going to check my clips. Why don't you check your clips? Is there anything we didn't play that we got to get to? Is there any any stories? Oh, there's a new Stu Peters documentary. You want to play oh, the trailer? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've been once We'd bitten feel like we by Stu Peters. Okay, let, let's play... You know, Joe Biden and football combined into one short clip. Biden football love story. Let's see if I could do it here. Is it? But my, uh, you know, I I, I married a a beautiful woman from Skin Atlas Lake. Was it Syracuse? I met her on spring break and fell head over heels in love with her and uh, gave up a starting job on the football team in Delaware to come up uh, uh, every weekend because I couldn't stay away. Okay. okay. He gave her the starting job on the football no, team? No, he gave up gave up a starting job on the football team, which that's not how it's... You know, There's always more starting job. Yeah. That's the great thing about America. There's always more football. So I'd love to see the evidence that he was a starter on the football team and gave it up. And But also a little strange to talk about you know falling in love with someone that you're not currently married to (laughs) i had a family member reach out to me this last week encouraging me to uh get in look into a certain company that uh, get into one of their products that was manufactured in uh, pennsylvania in the 1800s and he just said something to the effect of come on man Joe Biden used to work there. <laughs> Joe Biden worked there in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Joe Biden probably worked there when they were designing that product. Yeah. Uh, All right. So there is, this was posted in an Oklahoma group, the mysterious Viking runes found in a landlocked U.S. state. Spoiler alert, it's Oklahoma. Oh. This has always been, like, since I was a little kid, like, Oklahoma history, they have always said that this was an ocean. Like, I don't know how this relates to anything about Flat Earth or even what either of us would believe now, but as a kid, they taught us, like, day in, day out, this was an ocean. No, really. Bottom of an ocean. And there's a lot of fossils there. I don't know anything about anything anymore. But I'm just trying to recall like elementary school level knowledge. It may all be lies, but so Heaven or Runestone Park. Have you ever been there? I don't think so. Okay. So there are some Norse ruins, but then there is a so there's a controversy whether it was Vikings 
possibly who traveled up the Mississippi River. Is kind of one theory. Hmm. But then there is, and there's people that, you know, push that idea. And there are others who kind of poo-poo it and say, well, if you say the Vikings were here in whatever year it was, 1,000, around the year 1,000, uh, those aren't the ruins those Vikings would be using. So it was much more likely that these were put here much more recently by a Scandinavian immigrant who had been taught that ancient language. Ah, so interesting. But the, but supposedly the Native Americans were like the ruins were already on the stones. Um, let's see. When did they supposedly? So anyway, there's lots of back and forth. There's no, there's no firm like conclusion in the article from bbc.com/travel, hmm. but uh, it was interesting. So, what's going on with your uh, Faroe Islands? Faroe Islands have always been a place I wanted to visit. What's what do you got here? You got a story about them? I do. The Faroe Islands. Yeah, fiber Doctor optic, Future's place. F- fiber optic submarine oh, cable. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put that in because of the Faroe Islands connection. No, I I, I can tell that I, the Faroe Islands connection to Doctor Future or the one that to me that you didn't even know that I wanted to go there. No, no, no. What you? What do we want to talk about? The, yeah, so the cables. The, the Faroe Islands. The reason Doctor Future wanted to move there was is it like totally independent? It's its own country. Was that? I don't know. I don't okay. know if that's a. I don't know if that's the reason he wanted to go. Okay. I want to go because it looks awesome. It's like it's like it's Iceland on steroids. It, it's interesting. It looks fake. I, if you see, you never seen pictures of it. Well, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, but I've got the nightlight on, so tough to tell. No. <laughs> oh, this little this this seaside picture. Yeah. Who cares about that? Let me. I'll, I'll send you a real picture. Okay. No, they All got right. the, they got the. Fjords and cliffs and oh, oh nice lakes nice. and ocean. So even over there, uh, so fiber optic submarine cable near Faroe and Shetland Islands damaged. Mediterranean ca- cables also cut. Damage to subsea communication cables near the Faroe and Shetland Islands left much of the islands without internet access. Subsea fiber optic cables in the south of France were also cut in what authorities call acts of sabotage. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, coincidentally, a month after the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline, just something to keep an eye on. This is, you know, they cut the telegraph cables in World War II, I think. So Yeah. I, but I, it all, it, the only thing that, about that that gives me pause is the fact that it's the Faroe Islands. Like, there's no... <laughs> right. So no, Russia really got them back. But yeah, yeah, strategic yeah. advantage of cutting off the Faroe Islands. So on a not directly related, but possibly interesting note, Lumen, which is the new name of CenturyLink, for those who don't know. Wait, the people bags, don't know hold on, people don't even know what CenturyLink is, so you better let them know that too. Oh, people don't know CenturyLink? Absolutely not. We have an international podcast. People don't know. It's a, okay. it's a crappy well, it's internet like, company located in Seattle. What is it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty large at this point. But uh, CenturyLink... Yeah, see, or, this is your this is this is called uh, recency bias. This is you deal with this every day. You're in competition with this. Nobody else knows or cares about CenturyLink. Okay, well they're they're a telco. Got it. So, and you know they're not they're not a small telco. They provide uh, they provide Lumen, crappy internet to Seattle. It's not just Seattle, Tim. It's talking about recency bias. Like this is not a Seattle specific organization. But uh Lumen Bag's one point five billion dollar Department of Defense contract despite Verizon Challenge and they are running uh running fiber optic uh internet, Ethernet, and wavelength services under let's see the in the indo-pacific area so for the u.s indo-pacific command a combatant command that integrates u.s army navy air force and marine corps forces within the asia pacific region which comprises 36 countries the contract awarded by the u.s department of defense represents new business for the operator so just you know I stand corrected. I did not know that they. I just looked at a coverage map of CenturyLink. It's it's a lot. I had no idea. Weird. Yeah. It's weird how Oklahoma conspicuously not in it at all. Like there's some deal that somebody cut where every state around it has it, but Oklahoma does not. Uh, AT and T country. Is this AT and T country? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, ori- most, the original mafia, the telephone companies. Most, you most take this, I'll there. take this. Well, that's yeah, same thing with the cable companies now, but yeah. And actually, in Oklahoma, the uh, small kind of fiber companies have split everything up too. Oh, really? So, yeah, you'll you'll never have a situation where you can get fiber from two different companies in Oklahoma. I don't think there's you will. that many situations anywhere we can get fiber from two different country, companies. Huh? I mean, little town of Hood River, there are three different companies. You're kidding so. me. That's wild. Where we were in Seattle, no. Yeah. You, you only have So that's choice. why it's, you need the, you know, the mafia forces divvying stuff up. Yeah. This, this is your territory. This is our territory. Hmm. So I... That came from a an industry publication there that I I was already a subscriber to the Fierce Pharma publication, uh-huh. and so I added the the Fierce like Telco publication. I like it. So. But uh, just yeah. You know, I'm not going to say there aren't satellites, but you know, if these satellites are really as amazing as they are supposed to be, why do we need all these undersea fiber optic cables? It seems like a lot more work. Elon. I don't know. And that's a, you know, whether it's in your house or across the ocean, wired is best. That's, 100% accurate. I agree with that. 
A couple quick political notes. Alex Berenson put out an article that says the red wave is a coming. The media isn't going to be able to spin this one. Two weeks ago, I wrote that the prospect of a true national red wave has faded since May when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Looks like that analysis may have been premature. Looks like November 8th may not Roe v. Wade was a Hail Mary in the bottom of the fourth quarter. Maybe to mix your sports metaphors. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe not just a red wave, but a red wedding with the Democrats playing the role of House Stark. So, uh, and he's at the bottom he's of the got, third period. <laughs> he's got a headline, <laughs> a headline from New York where apparently uh, Kathy Hockuel is going to have a tough election with Lee Zeldin. Supposedly, and that brings us to a unelected a new substack from Hochul. from yours truly. Polls and politics. If anyone wants to read that, so awesome. Riding the red wave to nowhere. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I titled it. There so. you go. I'm not good at titles, but hopefully you like. No, the, riding the red wave to nowhere. I like it. It's a good one. Yeah. Well. We just need to vote really hard this time. Yeah, that's uh, that's in there. You'd like the cartoon I put at the end? Oh, I should check it out. The uh, if they're if they're if they're brazen enough to do the Bolsonaro. Well, that's the that's the thing. So, the, yes, they stole Brazil's election, and we know they are brazen enough because they did it in twenty twenty. But my hypothesis is that they're not. They, I mean, they all elections are messed with, but yep. they're not going to like. Oh, Democrats won everything when we thought Republicans were going to win everything. That's not going to happen. It's, you're still in the kind of the three percent, three percent, you know, the swing. Like, yeah, the so they will, um, they'll allow a lot of Republicans to win. To try and swing everything back by. 2024 hmm. and I think they will you know from when Biden was elected I was predicting uh, January 2023 for the end of the Biden presidency so we'll see if that happens interesting yeah well Curry's Adam Curry from No Agenda his whole theory is that by the time 2024 rolls around even the most democratic uh, supporter among us would be calling for Trump and Trump's going to like ride in on a white horse because everybody is going to want him back because of how bad it is without him yeah I think that's his plan yeah yeah Yeah, it does appear that that's Trump's plan doesn't it yeah oh did we ever we never played the they're stupid enough to believe that crap did we to believe that garbage. I have unplayed clips in, in here from you. Keep going. Sorry. I'm just kind of mumbling to myself. I have a point to this. Okay. No, go ahead and... No, no, no. I'm, I have to look for something. Okay. Yeah, I think we've played most of the clips. So if people want to hear my two cents on the... The current politics are welcome to check that. 
the critiquing eugenics posts there. Absolutely. Uh, just a couple of the random stories. There was a a sheriff in um, very rural Oregon, Malheur National Forest near John Day, and the sheriff arrested a U.S. Forest Service employee for letting a controlled burn get out of control. Nice. Well, good for him. So the Forest Service is not very happy about that. I don't know. I always enjoy federal employees getting arrested. So <laughs> doesn't oh, happen very often. That you must have really enjoyed that one. The what was the DEA agent that got I, arrested? I can barely hear you, Tim. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. I said you really must have enjoyed the. Uh, the one with the DE agent that got arrested. I don't know if I heard about that. You watched it. He's like, uh, he is trying to take some, it was oh, ATF yeah, yeah, yeah. agent. Yeah. He's an F- yeah. ATF agent. He comes to try and take some ladies guns and she calls the cops on him. Like, Hey, there's some guy out here posing as an ATF agent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, did That's you hear the transhumanism clip that somebody made jingles out of your transhumanism? Yeah, that's what I was I was saying we should play last week, but if you've got it, play it. Oh, so you did hear that? Yeah. Okay, I gotta find that again. My fault. <laughs> already... Did you find the other thing you were looking for? That's it. That's what I'm looking at. So I'm looking for. Oh, so. okay. All right, man. Well, it's getting on to be 1 a.m., so I think we gotta wrap it at some point. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Uh, what do I got? I got anything else? Any other things I want to talk about? Uh, Biden football story. Oh, I got a random commentary on Kanye. I think this is interesting. It's less than a minute. Uh, but people are on, you know, people are saying that um, Kanye gets everything. He's getting everything he deserves, getting removed from banks because he said something about, you know, Jewish people or whatever that they run the media, which is whatever uh, yeah it's it's like it everything's proving his point over it, and over it's 100 percent proven his point but now they're saying that Kyrie should be suspended because he posted an alex jones part of a documentary from the 90s that had nothing to do with sandy hook uh i thought this was an interesting what what did he post do you know i couldn't find it i tried at this point, I'm very skeptical of any black person who's rejoicing about what's happening with Ye. Saying stuff like, I'm glad that all of this is happening to him. I need y'all to understand something. Black men specifically have the ability to die twice. They can die a physical death, same as everybody else. But if you say something that certain groups don't like, they will try to destroy your legacy, everything that you've built, because they know your own people don't have the sense to defend you. It's even bled over into Kyrie Irving. People are saying that he should be suspended or he should be fired or benched or whatever because he posted a documentary on his story. As if this grown man doesn't have the ability to watch whatever he wants to. We might not be physically enslaved, but it has shifted to an even more dangerous mental enslavement. We're watching this public lynching happen to black men specifically, and some of us are applauding it. Crazy thing is that if we actually stop being fed propaganda and pay attention, we would see that these groups are proving his point. Absolutely proving his point, aren't they? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it looks like he posted to Instagram, uh, never forget Alex Jones tried to warn us, and it's a very young Alex Jones talking about corrupt, corrupt empires in the New World Order. Hmm. So, and somehow that's, it's just like, because it came from Alex Jones, it's bad? Yeah, It has pretty nothing much. to do with the content? Yeah, Alex Jones, man. Mm. Yeah. Alex Jones, $2 trillion. Alex Jones, $2 trillion. Alex Jones, <laughs> $2 trillion. Alex Jones. Yeah. It's like an ultimatum has been given to me, Kyrie said. It's either you work and get vaccinated just like this ultimatum was given to other people, or you sit at home and now we got to talk uh, crap about your decision and you personally, and we, we, we get to all make judgments. I had to deal with both ends of the spectrum. So I sat right in the middle. I knew what I was doing, and I knew I was doing the right thing for me. I stay rooted in that decision. P.S. The earth is flat. <laughs> I don't think that's in there. But, uh, does that get you canceled or, or committed these days? <laughs> well, he, I mean, hey, he already said it. That was years ago. Oh, yeah. as a matter of fact, of course it starts off with the, the whole article. Of course, in 2018, Irving then with the Celtics made headlines for claiming that the earth is flat. He later apologized for the stance. I, I was... <laughs> I was definitely at the time a big fan of conspiracies. Uh, you can tell me anything. I'm sorry about that, he said in, in October 2018. You can't tell me anything. Even if you believe in that, you don't come out and say that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's for intimate conversations because perception and how you're received, well, it changes. And I'm actually a smart indiv- smart individual. So, anyway. So, do- so that to me doesn't sound like he stopped believing. No, hundred percent doesn't. No, no, no. Also, here's another example of how dumb he is. Irving, who opted in to his one-year thirty-six point five billion dollar deal for the 2022-2023 season, missed two-thirds of last season by not adhering to a local international vaccine mandate. The decision, which he never explained publicly, made him a lightning rod. He never explained it publicly. That just like. I love like what what sense does this make New York Post like the two paragraphs ago you're condemning this guy for being a nutcase for talking about what he believed in now we're on to he's so dumb because he only got one third of his 36 million dollars quick math check Andrew what's a third of 36 million dollars is it enough is it enough <laughs> 12 million dollars it's, en- it's enough right yeah the decision, which he never exp- now he, now they're deriding him for never explaining it publicly. Twelve million dollars, and you don't have to work for two thirds of the season. Well, twelve million dollars and guaranteed no vaccine side effects. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what? I I respect Kyrie and the others that that did that because you absolute. I can hundred percent guarantee they were offered the saline shot. I said, listen, Kyrie, just come, don't worry. It's saline. It's nothing else. Just come on in just so we could say you vaccinated. Or they were offered the fake vaccine card. They were, you know, offered a way out. But they rightly said, I'm not going to participate in the vaccine requirement system in any way. Yeah. So. Hey, you think Aaron Rodgers, they got for Aaron to saline too? 
Yeah, and well, and he, he kind of, you know, the Aaron Rodgers situation was a little different because he he said he was inoculated. <laughs> yeah, he said he was inoculated. So because <laughs> he took some ivermectin, which is not. Oh, but but Kyrie he also before we he, completely he also said that he all his teammates knew where he was at, right? So yeah, it's it was not just like, like a, yeah. he he was misleading the press, not the right. not his teammates. So yeah, he yeah he said from day one everybody knew where he stood because he was talking about it. He was vocal about it in the locker room. That's yeah. probably why they made such a big deal out of him, Kyrie. Earth is flat, Kyrie. Don't take the vaccine, but Kyrie, what? He's got that occult double thumb hand tattooed on his arm. I don't love that. I don't love that. <laughs> Something's wrong there. Yeah, maybe maybe he's a Freemason. Maybe that's why he knows the Earth is Earth is flat. <laughs> that's it. You get to thirty third level, and they tell you it's flat. That's why they're all participating in these uh, on these white and black squares underneath the dome. Yeah, well, you know I mean, the they, they have their own... Underneath the firmament. Did I send you that video where the, the guy's diagramming the Freemason cosmology? No. Send it on, send it on over, though. Uh, I don't know if I can find it now. I'll raise you every Chris Pinto film on DVD. Uh, I'm not saying the Freemasons are right. I would never say that. I'm just saying... No, I know, but I'm just saying. No, I'd like to see it, but I have all the Chris Pinto stuff, and if you watch it, it's just this guy like stuff drawing stuff on a whiteboard, you know, like the the black sun and the as above, so below, all that junk. But there's black sun is uh, one of the issues with Hitler thing. Yeah, it's a Hitler thing. It's also one of the issues with the Ukrainians. They have a. Many of them have been caught with a black sun patch on their uniforms. Yep. I don't believe they're flat earthers, though. Oh, wait. We, I don't know how I missed this, but uh, on Thursday, it's right at the beginning of this video, or this article. I should have read this article instead of completely reading it in reverse. I should have just read the article. Kyrie Irving shares old Alex Jones' New World Order conspiracy theory. Kyrie Irving is no stranger. The Net Star shared a 2002 video decrying... The New World Order via Alex Jones on his Instagram story. There's a tyrannical organization calling itself the New World Order, pushing for world government, Jones says in the clip on Instagram. A cashless society, total and complete tyranny. By centralizing and socializing healthcare, the state becomes God. Basically, it becomes to your health. And by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, we basically get it shoved into the system where human beings are absolutely worthless. Yeah, they. I mean, that's... It's to- totally Spot wrong. the lie. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones, two trillion dollars. Bench Kyrie. The end. Don't don't think. Don't you don't have to think about it. Just don't think about it. And there's some irony in the. Are they trying to frame Alex Jones as kind of the? In the um, Kanye West deal, like uh, oh, he's against the Jews. Well, Kyrie brought it up first. Kyrie said something to the effect of, "It wasn't. I don't even know if it was in reference to the Jews, but he said you can't do this or that." 
and then kind of looked and waited for his reaction. He goes, am I getting into Alex Jones territory yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was very well, well, he, well aware. Here's the thing, though. I mean, if you look online, there's a ton of people attacking Alex Jones as a as being a secret agent of the of the Jews. Yeah. You know. We get Alex emails Jones from, has a Jewish wife. Ugh. We get emails from people who are not not too keen on the Jones. Yeah. I Yeah, I've I've talked about it before, but there's there's definitely a spiritual element to the Jew hatred. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, you know. It's a, it's a big trap. <laughs> it doesn't mean everything Israel does is great either. <laughs> so, 100%. It's a huge trap created strangely by the Rothschilds at least in the last yeah. couple hundred years, not completely created by them. I mean, obviously it's it goes back further than that, but they really kind of resurrected the whole issue literally uh by resurrecting Israel and uh then controlling the West and the West reaction to it and then when you do that you can you can create you can contrive both alliances that aren't real and controversies or uh disagreements that aren't necessarily natural or real and so then you can kind of make your own narrative this group gets to believe that israel is that and this group gets to believe that israel is this and then eventually it's gonna be uh, used in the great deception the great deception yeah so which which film was it? Which one? The two thousand two. I think Austin. it's just a video. It just says two thousand two video. Uh, it looks like. Do you know the? Uh, just like the old studio. Yes. Yeah. It's not not an actual documentary. No. No. Just yeah. says infowars.com on the screen. I mean, it looks. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These these journalists act like. <laughs> I don't know. You know. It, the Alex Jones documentaries that got, I don't know, millions and millions of views, yeah. more than any broadcast they'll ever be on, will yes. get. But yes. yeah, act like no one knows, <laughs> no one knows any of this stuff, and he's crazy. But. Yeah, two trillion dollars, Alex Jones, two trillion dollars. I think that's the whole idea. They just want us to associate Alex Jones saying crazy stuff with two trillion dollars. That way. Yeah. Well, we, when we think about saying crazy stuff, we won't. You won't? We'll take $2 trillion out of your PayPal account. Booyah! Joke's <laughs> on you. Only got 12 bucks in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you don't have $2 trillion in your PayPal account? I do. That's a no. I don't even have $2,500 for them to take in my PayPal account. Law, lawsuit proof. Yeah. I uh, don't say that. It's shut down. Shut, they'll they'll come for us eventually. <sighs> okay, well, I'm sighing, yawning that big. It's time I, to wrap it. Well, I, th- you know, maybe the bag over the head throw you in the back of the van, but uh, not the lawsuit. It's, yeah. What about it? What's that? What what about it? The lawsuit bag of what are you saying? Bag over the no, head? I'm saying we'll get the the bag over the head thrown in the back of the van. Come on, man! The... Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> you want them to sue us? You sue us for nothing. 
It's a big club, and you ain't in it. Ah, come on, George. Can I get in, please? (laughs) I just want to be in. I don't want to. What if I wear the Baphomet costume to Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) You have to wear an Iron Man-like costume with the Baphomet in the middle. Yeah. And then point to the ceiling with one finger and the floor with two fingers. Say, I took over Twitter. It is awesome watching people freak out on Twitter, though. I do. I, I at least enjoy. I'm enjoying the moment of. Uh, Ree, Elon. Ree. <laughs> yeah, he's the Pied Piper of the conservative movement, though. You can you could see it happening. He's there. Oh, Elon's great. We're back. Everything's back. I'm saying this. I'm saying that. Did you see LeBron James is concerned about the rise of the N word on Twitter. Oh my goodness, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> Is there a bigger sellout? Have you seen... Oh, gosh. Let's get out of here. But the last thing I'll say. There's a clip. This dude points... He he stands up off the bench, getting ready for tip-off or whatever. Doing his pregame ritual. He's throwing the chalk in the air. He's doing all the weird things he does. But there's a clip of him pointing straight up to make you think he's talking about God. But then he puts his hands down, like bows his head. uh, Literally does like a Freemason fist... Clinched. You've seen this video? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Over his over his over his heart. You know. Then the six 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 out. And then something else. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh he, yeah. Something. Something else happened. Yeah. Jay Z will teach Russell Wilson all that stuff pretty soon too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay Z might be like, ah, let's hold off on the initiation stuff for us. Like we wanted you to be successful in order to come and join the, the situation. Have, have you ever seen footage of the Soviet moon landing? No. Is it Oops. awesome? It is awesome. Is it better? Is there golden foil? It's my favorite. Is there, is there golden foil? Uh, no. Bro, you cannot land on the moon if no. you don't have golden foil. I know it seems impossible, but it, they pulled it off. No. <laughs> the Sputniks, I know that they shot a dog it in It totally space. doesn't look like a, a six-inch model rolling around <laughs> on the floor. It totally doesn't look like that at all. And it's being, it's being remote controlled from Earth. Is the official story oh. on the Soviet moon landing? You know what? You know that that would be hard. Solar winds, <laughs> the Van Allen belt, Van mess Allen up your belt. remote control, and yeah. tilt of the Earth. Yeah. It's a tilt 60, of the Earth issue. Sixty-six point six degrees. If, yeah, if you if you lean sixty-six point six, you have to you have to adjust all the all the, the sixes. The the fact that uh, you know. Can't spell Satan without NASA. Well, on one thing we do align, and that is that NASA is completely full of it. That is that is a hundred percent a fact. Yeah. All right. Uh, now I'm. See, I was I went to Infowars to try and figure out which documentary it was, but now it turns out it's not. Now I'm seeing Jimmy Kibble dragged over bizarre skit featuring Snuggle Bear sacrificing children to the Dark Lord. You're kidding me. Is this a recent <laughs> one? I gotta see this. Also, 
Can you believe Jimmy Kimmel called Elon a piece of crap just because he let... Oh, we haven't even talked about the Pelosi thing. What is going on at Paul Pelosi's house? I told you over the text, I'll tell the listeners. I'll tell anybody who'll listen to me. Just, so, in the emails that were leaked, the, the WikiLeaks emails where most of the Pizzagate evidence comes out, there's a famous email where Hillary emails, I think, Uma and says, Hey, please grab my hammer. Tonight's sacrifice night. Hmm. Totally normal. I feel like, I like was it last Tuesday? You and I were going to meet up and I was like, Hey, grab my hammer <laughs> for sacrifice night. And you were like, cool, I'll stop by Papa Murphy's on the way. Remember? No, that didn't happen. So that doesn't happen in normal life, but apparently it happens in Hillary Clinton's emails. Super weird. No big deal. She deleted them all. Not, not a big deal. But now Paul Pelosi is injured with a hammer because he's been hit with a hammer by another dude with a hammer who he called the cops on but called a friend. I think... And who hit Paul Pelosi... In the presence of the police officers, yes. makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yes. And then they then they show a uh, they it's described as a home invasion, and they show the picture of the glass. It's coming. The glass with about a one foot square hole in it. So did he climb in through the one foot square hole in the glass? Is that no, what happened? The one foot square that's hole. Impossible. Don't forget the glass is outside the building, not inside. Yeah, this it's is... outside the window. So. It doesn't make the story doesn't make any sense. My theory, and I have no proof, just completely a theory. My theory is you got some you got some uh, sacrifice going on there. You have a uh, PizzaGate situation. You have satanic ritual abuse going on, and the cover story is oh maybe Pelosi's like a little bit gay or something. But I think something more nefarious was going down, and and it went wrong, and. Somehow the police had to get involved to stop him from being injured any further or blackmailed any further. And then they show up and they're just going to spin it as like, oh, Paul Pelosi's secretly gay. Not like, hey, there's there's some weird, super, super, super weird stuff going on. Well, yeah. So you got the the layers of lies thing going there, too. It's like the official story is home invasion, but no one's actually supposed to believe that. Instead, you get. But they at least believe that he's a gay lover. Yeah. But really, there's some kid involved. Would be my guess. But I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know the police have shown up, or like my wife comes home or whatever, and I'm just like rolling around the floor with some other dude in my underwear. With we each have hammers, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, so many times, huh? So many times. It's like every you know every other Tuesday or whatever it is. The, well, that was Paul Pelosi's. Uh, you know, second time getting hammered in a matter of months there. So. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. You think this was like a ritual punishment for the for the DUI arrest? I don't know. I just think that the weird, horrible stuff goes on in some of these people's houses. And when it starts to go sideways, they're like, look, it could be like that he's having gay sex. I'm like, I think that that's not quite as bad as what was really going on. Yeah. But that's just my, I have no proof. No proof of that. But I mean, it does seem like a step beyond the black eye club. When <laughs> you get hit in the head with a hammer. 
It's tough. Well, that's what I actually was wondering about that. If that was what the hammer was for, was the to do the black eye deal. But No, I think you can just get punched in the face and get a black eye. I think if you get hit in the head with a hammer, you could pretty much die. Like This is, this is a bad deal. All right, man, we should get out of here. It's almost, gosh, it's one fifteen now, so i got to get All this right. out, you, you, and we need to get some rest. I, I keep saying yep, and then you keep bringing other stuff up. So. Oh, we didn't even talk about the... All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're